I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. It's not college basketball. It's college Let's dance with it to the rock What is up, Friday Nighters? Welcome back to another episode of Just Another Friday Night. We are your two hosts. I'm CM Chuck. I'm Double A. And we are Just Another Friday Night. And it is Just Another Friday yes, Night. It and it's Finally. night. It's nighttime on Friday yeah. night, right? Yes. <laughs> it is getting darker. I've noticed a few weeks ago, it started getting dark around this time now. Yeah. Before it was like around 8.30 that it was getting dark. Now it's like getting dark by 7. It needs to get dark and cold, man. We are in the We are in the thick of Halloween. We are in our I know third it's like what Halloween episode. Two huh? more weeks. Yeah, just about almost. Yeah, you yeah. dressing up? Oh yeah. All right. I don't know what. I don't know what yet either. I'm. 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 And it's the... not a mystery. I'm not trying to keep it a secret. Yeah. I really don't know what. <laughs> I'm in the throes of my costume deciding as oh, well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start with sad news, right? Yeah. Double real a. quick. Hey, Jason. What's up, man? Hey, what I'm up, Jason? Appreciate you being here, brother. Um. Yeah. So it's uh. We'd like to start with a little bit of pop culture news, right, Double A? I would say adrenalize me, but it kind of takes away my adrenaline. Sad yeah, news. yeah, yeah. If you are a Harry Potter fan, uh, this kind of just broke earlier, right? Or James Bond, yeah. Yeah, or James Bond fan, yeah, a fan of uh, pretty much the actor Robbie Coltrane, uh, you know, sadly passed today at the age of 72, uh, mainly known for his role Hagrid. as Hagrid mm-hmm. uh, in uh, all the Harry Potter films. Yep. I think he came out in every single one. Yes, he did. Killed yes. that role, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, yeah. very famous. I'm always saying, you know, you're a wizard, Harry, you know, which is straight up from him. Uh, of course, you mentioned Bond. He plays the... Uh, um, Zukowski. Yes. The Russian, his Russian counterpart. Like yeah, his like liaison. Yeah, type. like yeah. it was still like bad blood from like the Soviet Union <laughs> days. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Always, always uh, appreciated him in those movies. So, yeah, sadly. I like him. Yeah, yeah, he came out in GoldenEye and the world was not enough. Yes. Great yes. actor. Yeah. Great actor, man. So rest in peace. Robbie Coltrane, here's to you, bud. Uh, long may you reign, my friend. Mm. Uh, Corey in the house already. He says, dressing up, uh, only hint is it's anime that was also a live action movie. Nice. I'm going to say Piccolo. No, oh, there you go. I like it. Piccolo is a good pick. Uh, Rizzo says, nice. Now watch this shirt. Yes, I'm going to get into that. I might as well get into it kind next. of a crossover. Kind of. Show them the pattern. Yeah, this is the only the only one like this of its yeah. kind because you got the now watch mind the, watch the guns. You got now watch this yeah. the just another Friday night edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know already, I was hanging with the guys. Their episode is already out. I helped them with their fourth bracket. Uh, Lucky and Joe and did that uh, episode with them. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it, go check out nowwatchthispod.com. It's a really, really fun episode. There are some definite if you're surprises. In the group, I think you put it in, right? Yes, link, I, I shared it in it. there. Okay. Yeah, the Spotify. And link. if you're a watcher, they definitely put that up on their on their page as well. Yeah, and those guys are just audio. So you hear it. I mean, like I would say go to Spotify, go to uh iTunes, go to uh anywhere you hear podcasts, and you can definitely hear an episode. And if you're cleaning, like I put Spotify on my Roku mm-hmm. so like I can hear like podcasts for my TV. Like nice. real loud, like I listen to Rob Liefeld's podcast, nice. our podcast, of course, the Talkville podcast. I hear that on the TV, so very pretty cool, cool. very yeah. cool. Yeah, give give that a shot. I mean, like I said, uh, double A, you're also on the road, right? So you listen on the road, sometimes. and I too, yes, yes. Sometimes um, I make long trips. So. Yeah, I sit at a computer all day, so I'm there, and as I, I listen to usually you know some true crime, I'll listen to Lucky and Joe, uh, I'll listen to a bunch of stuff, you know, 
uh, depends on what I'm in the mood for, but I'll hear, I'll hear different stuff. But yeah, this is a great shirt from them. The, their Halloween edition, they're all Halloweened out. So it's now watch podcast. this podcast. Now watch this podcast. Yeah. And then again, you cannot get this edition, the Just Another Friday Night edition. You have to be a part of the Just Another yeah. Friday Night. That's how, you, that's how you get in right <laughs> there with that. But uh, you can go to their uh, their website and you can get find their podcast where to listen to it and you can find out where to buy it, their merch. So hit it right there, guys. Go check it out. Uh, thanks so much for that, Riz. Rizzo's in the house. Rizzo's having a great uh, sale uh, on his. Is it a, a, a not a sale? He's selling some mystery boxes right now, Marvel Mis- and DC, yeah. and you have a chance to win some really great prizes. So, and I don't know if he sold it yet. I don't know, Rizzo. Maybe you help me out. But the the guy who plays the Creeper from Cheaper's Creepers mm-hmm. is actually going to be at Alien Worlds. I think the la- this last Wednesday of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he did what Rizzo did like a real badass drawing uh, of that. It's and on one of those Walking cool. Dead blank yes, covers. Yes. And Rizzo and that's drew it really cool. Yeah. Of the creeper. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, man, there's nothing cooler to sign, right? They get signed by him, the creeper, than the original art yeah. of Rizzo. That's really cool uh, on that Walking and, Dead cover. And though. Rizzo, if I do get, I'm going to tell him I drew it. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> right? Play. And I can imagine, I, I can imagine that guy. That that guy's gonna be like, that's a talking piece, right? Like you want to always have a moment with these uh, yeah, people. Players. I would, I would definitely get credit to you. Or credit to you so. Riz says it's still available, forty dollars shipped to you. He says thanks for the plug, absolutely. <laughs> Jeremy's in the house. He says, "What's up, Jeremy? fellas? What's, What's up, up, Jeremy?" Jeremy? Uh, there we go. Sorry, I didn't. Wasn't hitting the comments as I went along there. Uh, well, yeah, go check out. Invincible there it comics. is, Invincible Comics and more, guys. On Facebook, it's a great group. Always really cool stuff for sale. Always really cool stuff. You can, you know, Rizzo just did a post where you can go. If you have stuff to sell, you want to go sell your stuff, you can go sell it there. It's already got a built-in audience of good people. If Riz lets you in, he makes sure that you're vouched for and that, you know, yeah, uh, I feel like we're giving Michael Myers some booze. Yeah, because he don't want to yeah. give uh, shitty people uh, time like eBay does. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way <laughs> more trustworthy than that. So, um, you know, and like I said, you see stuff in this one you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Slab books, stuff uh, we've for got sale. It. We've got it. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I've shown off stuff the other stuff, day. So, yeah. So, great stuff. Um, She-Hulk, Double A, I know you're not caught up. No, I'm not, but I am watching it. I do love She-Hulk. Yeah. So, uh, this is that, a, she- will, we'll be, a She-Hulk-friendly group here. And we'll probably do it. <laughs> uh next month most yeah. likely because we you know it's october yeah in october we hit our halloween stuff and we kind of have a plan for this month but definitely we will talk she hulk yeah. give double a time to catch up anyone else time to catch up that maybe has been hearing a lot of the hate don't and listen it's to weird. that yeah bullshit. don't listen to it because you know what we we've already done uh a few episodes uh, of the marvel series that people you know said absolutely suck and, mm-hmm. and those are some of our best episodes yeah. this year <laughs> yeah a lot of people weren't up for hawkeye it was like we got a bunch of listens on yeah, that episode we got a so whole bunch of listens we on were like hawkeye, so. we're the only ones that covered hawkeye or what? yeah so, so. <laughs> you know uh Corey says uh can't yet start a new job but have to pick okay gotcha, like i said gotcha, don't worry gotcha, Corey. Gotcha. we're not going to do it no worries man no worries month. yeah um Focus on that, getting that costume together. Can't wait to see that because I know you were did a great Mandalorian last. I think it was that last year, I think. But uh, yeah, but go go check out She Hulk. The finale oh, just happened. Philip, great great Philip episode. Was a great man. Yeah, good man. Did, did he show you a picture? No, I don't think I yeah, saw. I gotta, it. Yeah, I got Okay, yeah, you got to send me that one for man. sure. My good buddy at work, John, is going to be the Mandalorian this year. As a he's a he's a fairly new dad, and he wants his son to be Baby Yoda. So uh, Rizzo says, uh, "I love Hawkeye, possibly my favorite." 
I mean, there you and go. You know what? Right it there, was right? Christmas time. Yeah, and it's going to be perfect to rewatch at Christmas. I watched that series twice through, like, and I was fine watching it <laughs> and twice. And Corey through. says, as far as she Hulk, she'll suck. That's horrible. So. <laughs> well, all right, Corey. Well, yeah. you don't have to listen to our. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, I got to listen. Not to win everybody over with that one. So, and you know, the the Marvel fans are divided on that show. So, uh, Marvel fans are divided now on everything. everything so, yeah. hey, but matter. I'm glad you stuck with it to the end, Corey, to find uh, out. So. You know what? They they're 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 starting to become like Marvel Star, Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, yeah. Sometimes too much of a voice is. But you know a, is what? She Hulk thing. is not really. She's never has been that popular anyway. So mm-hmm. anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, yeah. It, you know, uh, I I really wish they would kind of do a Ghost Rider series. I bet that would bring oh, it up yeah. even more. You know, I, I'm kind. Of, I'm not gonna lie. Look, I'm I'm fine with the She Hulk series. Uh, would that ever have been on my list? Uh, you know, if I had a list and Kevin Feige actually listened to me. Would that be on my list? No. Yeah. You know, but would Hawkeye even be on my list? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have other shows that I rather would see first. You know, I would have a Punisher show again. You know, Daredevil show again. Ghost Absolutely. Rider show. You know, Absolutely. I rather have those characters than She Hulk, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry, Jerry. I know you yeah. like Moon Knight, but I mean, there's so many other characters that I would have wished for first. You yeah. know what I mean? I would have liked the Neymar series. You know, yeah. that would have been cool. You know, yeah. luckily he's going to be coming out next month. Yes, uh, for Black Panther, forever. So. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Did you um get the chance to do World of My Night yet? No, I haven't. Okay. But okay. I've just been hearing rave reviews. That's like one show that I can't believe that everyone was like glowing about. But again, you know? if you could have talked to me for two days straight about which Marvel shows <laughs> I wanted, I would never have mentioned That's what World of My Night. Yeah, I never would have mentioned World of My Night. I probably would have mentioned two of Dracula first. You know? uh, if yeah. I got into yes, that, you know. Yes. So. I probably would have mentioned that too. If, if you tell me like of the horror franchises. I'll just see two more drafts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, same totally. Thing. Uh, but man, I loved it. You know what I mean? And my girlfriend loved it. She thought it was great, which she was kind of like, that's awesome what is when this? when you know yeah. outside eyes, yeah. Or, and her first thing know. she thought I conned her because she saw the Marvel logo <laughs> come up. She was like, What is this? This is Marvel. Now, Why? If, yeah, she don't con me. <laughs> yeah, she saw me go to Disney. She was like, What are you going to Disney for? I thought you were gonna watch something scary. I was like, Well, oh, it's horror centric. Oh, a... real quick, did you watch Hocus Pocus? I still haven't gotten oh, around sure. to it yet. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get to it. I gotta get to it. Uh, Corey says Mandalorian was two years ago. Inflatable skeleton was last. Very year. nice, very nice. Uh, Miss Marvel surprised me. Uh, Rizzo said, "I really dug that one too." And that's, and that's awesome. when I haven't watched, that's but awesome. I would watch it because the other day when I was saying that's like another uh character. Again, I'm, I'm just not a big right. Captain Marvel fan. Yeah, and that's anyone. I the, the dude one, Carol. Mm-hmm. Carol's probably the most popular. Right, but you know, I. I, yeah, I still. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I didn't hate that movie. I liked that movie. I liked that movie too. It was fine. I bought a Captain Marvel shirt. Whenever I asked for it, no, no. Yeah, and you know, my nephew was asking me that. He goes, "What? Which of these can I watch? Do you think that I like?" And I said, "Well, you know, I've been hearing that the Miss Marvel one people liked or whatever." You know what I mean, that might like, be okay. for him too. Yeah, yeah. So if he wants to sit and watch it, I'll definitely sit and watch it with him. And then Corey says, "Werewolf by Night," though that show was there. Awesome. You go. All right, I'm glad we. Get- and he was lame. Uh, but surprise character return with hope. Oh, oh, okay. Right, right, so right. you're talking, talking about, about the shield. Yeah. No spoilers. It's double A hasn't seen it. Yet, oh, it's fine. Right? I yeah. already saw the spoiler. Don't yeah, worry. it's kind of all out there, right? Yeah. So you can't you can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine. I was like, maybe it'll make me watch it more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess sometimes you don't mind the spoilers if you're kind of like not convinced yeah, to if, watch. Yeah. It. If it's something like if it's not like fucking Avengers Endgame. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't go watch. Uh, don't go watch Kenobi at four in the morning and then tell everyone what happened. Yeah. You know, at seven in the morning. I'm like, man, what a dick, you know? Um, what do you call it? 
House of the Dragon is going on. I know yes. you're catching up. And uh, they're doing multiple time jumps, it seems like, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've been watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, the King of the series is getting uglier as the episodes are going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy is acting his ass off. So I expect Emmys coming his way. And I like that actor, too. I've seen him. I don't know him from anything else. I think the one I can remember right off the bat is Cinderella Man. Russell Crowe's oh, friend. Oh, okay. The friend that dies. That movie I'm not that familiar oh, with. Oh, no. No, I haven't. Oh, well, you need to see it. If you like boxing, you know, based boxing. on a true story, okay. you'll like it. Uh, yeah, Patty Constantine. Constantine yes. is yeah. what his name Patty. is. So, and he, <laughs> yeah, Patty. P-A-D-D-Y. Yeah, he's a <laughs> man. And he is an excellent King Viserys. Um, Andor is rocking and rolling. I just wrapped up episode six today. And I, I again, I felt like... Look. I felt like it was a little bit of a slow start with everybody was saying, but man, it really got good. I, I think it's really where it's at right now is really great. So uh, looking forward to uh, to more Andor because this is how long? Eight? Twelve. Oh, twelve. He got it. Twelve episodes. Yeah. And I heard it's already season two seasons. They really? said two seasons. So or maybe it's six and six. I don't know. Anybody got any info on Andor? So, yeah, we should know Shit. that, but we don't know that. So um Anything else, Double A, that yes. was kind of happening? The last Halloween movie of this current trilogy is premiering tonight right. or today. It yes. really is. Uh, I don't know who's going to live, who's died. I haven't seen it. Halloween gonna... ends, right? Ends. Uh, I'm going to probably try and see it after we're done with this podcast. Nice. Uh, I've been catching up on the earlier movies. Man, oh, man. That's probably, you know, that's probably the most complex horror franchise out of all the fucking franchises just because there's so many starts and ends you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's one and two then four five and six kind of continue one and two but it's like with jamie Lori's daughter so Lori dies you know in that in those movies right but then it's like hto comes along and that's only a sequel to one and two oh, you know okay. and it's like how h2o and resurrection which Lori dies in that one <laughs> and then you got the rob zombie reboots Ah, you know, which is separate, another separate, a separate time. It's just he he's doing like a whole other stuff. Then there's this trilogy, which only focuses as a direct uh sequel to part one. <laughs> so it's kind of oh, like so they don't include they two. don't include part two. They're not brother and sister in this new trilogy. Oh shit. So okay. yeah, that's wow. what I'm saying. It's like it's so like they make this franchise so fucking complicated. That's like, very confusing. Like you can, I didn't know you that. can stick one and two. Like and then four, five, and six, but then they still on resurrection come, and that's only sequels to one and two. Then it's a Rob Zombie. Then it's the new trilogy, which only follows part one. It's kind of like, who can someone send me man. like a timeline shit? Because I need to know. I need uh, to yeah, watch you want to talk about multiverses? Couple of There's orders like, there. Like, yeah, like Jamie Lee character has died two times that I know of. And, and, you know, uh, Michael has died in almost all of them. I think. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, that yeah. is one complex fucking horror franchise. I have uh, a little uh, FB uh, Facebook conversation uh, <laughs> with uh, Jerry and uh, Anthony, uh, Jerry of Totally Right Christmas and Anthony of Tis the Podcast, and they went into a big diatribe about Halloween. Uh, they didn't say spoilers or anything like that, which is okay, guys, because as I was reading a little bit of it, trying like, oh, I don't want to read the spoilers, even though I don't plan to watch it right away, I was like, I couldn't follow anything they were saying. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? But I was like, you know what? I don't know that I've seen the first two of this new trilogy Really? I, I don't know if I have. I'm confused. So this one, this new one, just follows part one only. Okay. So right after, you remember when Loomis shoots him and he falls off the balcony yes. and he disappears? Yes. Okay, well, supposedly somewhere along the way they caught, they catch him. Okay. And then he goes quiet for like 40 years. He just goes quiet okay. again. And then somebody shows him the mask. It fucking reawakens whatever the fuck possesses him. And 
then he starts all over again. But this one, he's killing in this trilogy, he's killing a lot more people. <laughs> okay. Than probably the other Halloween movies, like a Racking shitload that of people. Kill count, oh man. yeah. Okay. He's trying to go Arnold on that one. Nice. <laughs> Is he? Um, what was my question? Uh, are we getting the still the classic like Carpenter theme? Throughout? Oh yeah, that's. That's always there. that's a constant. That's, you need that. It's in four, five, six. Yeah. It's in the zombie movies. Okay, yeah. good. I I yeah. need that. I remember seeing the Rob Zombie ones. Which, by the way, Tyler Mayne is supposed to be coming, right? No, you, no, no. Uh, he can't. It see. is the two main women from that those movies that are coming tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tyler Mayne came earlier at Traders to, tra to Andy's right, yeah. and who was which, also Sabretooth. Which I got to meet him. Nice, very nice man. Very super cool. tall. Yeah, so. Very, still got to, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I like him in Troy, yeah, you know, as Ajax, yeah, you know, uh, Sabretooth, Sabretooth, yeah. 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 I thought he had a pretty good look for it, but they just made him like dress like a hobo and like they, yeah, make him, like, they smart, him... they should have made him smart, you know? yeah. The no, the no talking, like a complete idiot, I'm yeah. Like, uh, that's what we said. It's like, man, there's so much to Sabretooth, you know, like Absolutely. this guy is a Complex hunter, character. this guy is a competent character, this guy. For every year, it's Wolverine's birthday. No matter where the fuck Wolverine's at, this guy somehow tracks Wolverine to go fuck him up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like imagine someone just wants to kick your ass every day on your birthday, and they make an effort to do so. It's like, and, like no matter up. where Wolverine's at, no matter where he's at, somehow the son of a bitch always tracks him down. I'm like, man, pretty fucking wild. And you know, I thought he had a good look at that time. Like if they would have gave yeah. him a better costume and a better like, yes, yeah, because right, dude better. was fit. Yeah, like, he's jacked in yeah. Troy. You yeah, know? oh yeah. Man. I mean, golly. Yeah, and the blonde hair. And we love Sabretooth. Sabretooth is like one of mine and CM is like fucking just one of the best villains there is. I mean, yeah. he's just he's he's an animal. He just lets loose. He's like everything that Wolverine is not. Mm -hmm. Wolverine holds back. This guy does not hold back. And like a mercenary too, like a gun for hire. He's like... killed. He was like the leader of like the Marauders, you know, the that storyline that what uh, Follow the mutants. I, I can't remember. Massacre. Where, mutant massacre. You mean massacre? massacre yeah. yeah, he was the leader of that one. You know. And, yeah. Whew. Yeah. You can just imagine with all his training. Ooh, He's man. got like two iconic costumes that yeah. are pretty sweet. So yes. Sabretooth definitely needs yeah. to get get done right. And Let's... then Jim Lee just made him look super sharp in the nineties. Yeah. With the suit, you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. yeah the the brown and uh, mm -hmm. gold. Yeah, that one was very. Well, cool. no, they actually put him like in an actual suit. <laughs> oh right, right, like yeah. When he wore that with suit, yeah, I remember that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his Age of Apocalypse version looked cool too. Yeah. yeah, Riz says it's on the now. Watch this group. Uh, the shirt. Riz, what are we talking uh, about? Oh, right here. Uh, go to the next. He one. says uh, Little Joe post. Oh, the time. Oh, okay. I'll go check uh, it out. For Halloween. That's like a whole that. like math board. You know, it's like okay, this is more one and two goes, and then four, five, and six. And I feel like the the yeah. I'm, I'm the uh, meme of uh, Charlie Dave where he's like looking trying to connect the dots. <laughs> I barely figured all this shit out too because I was like. Because, like, it, it pisses me off sometimes. Like, when this new trilogy came out, it's kind of like, okay, it's only going to be from part one. I'm like, great. So part two's out again. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, ugh. Which is a solid one. I like that one. It is very solid. Yeah. I actually like that one. But it's like H2O focused on one and two. And then, you know, this one just just part one. I'm like, okay. And like I said, Lori has died already two times. I don't know if she's going to die in this one. <laughs> but if she does die in this one. It's going to be three times that the character has died. Wow. So, so we think that Halloween really has ended now. <laughs> I like... Uh, and she said, too, like this is the two. last time. Oh, she's she playing she's the character. Okay. This is it. So she's she's done, though. She's done. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess so. I think she just celebrated a 62 birthday. She looks great. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jamie D. Curtis. So I guess the fact that they brought her back and stuff is cool, sir. You kind of yeah. almost got to, almost yeah. in a way. You know? Yeah. Because she's kind of like the... 
you know, Michael Myers is the iconic character, but you have her who is kind of like the iconic, uh, the she's like the, like the, the yeah, like the Nancy yeah. or like, yeah. you know, uh, from, from Friday the 13th. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare, yeah. But yeah. Uh, or the uh, Nev Campbell character from Scream, whatever it's like. It's that's, one of those, you know. You know it's the Sigourney Weaver, it's Ellen is. Ripley, right? It's the Sarah, right. Connor, Sarah Connor, you know, yeah. Lori yeah. Strode, you know. So for sure, yeah. for sure. And this is the only Michael Myers shirt I own. <laughs> um, anything else? Double yes. A. Oh, so, go, go ahead. ahead. No. Uh, well, I just I know we don't ever talk about this, but I know that there are fans of it out there. But really sad if you heard about the creator of the Yu-Gi-Oh game or whatever no, that cards. Uh, yeah, they he apparently died as really? well. Uh, trying to rescue some kids, whatever they were drowning. Ah, they got caught in the riptide, I think, there at Okinawa <sighs> or Japan. So really sad. I mean, I know that, like, that's yeah. after us. You know what I mean? Like, even Pokemon is, like, after us. But there was just, you know, I know there's a fan base wow. for that. No, there and is. There was a and, huge and, fan and base. sad, yes. you know, super that's sad. So. But, I mean, you know, the way he went out, though, I mean, uh, cheers to him. Yeah, cheers to him. Trying, so the know? creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Nice you know, to you. Hero, Trying to save kids, a guy that brought yeah, a lot of kids so, joy with yeah. those cards so and that awesome. game and yeah. that cartoon. It sucks that he died, but it's awesome, you know, what, yeah. he, did, what he tried doing. Yeah. Uh, this weekend at Wonderland, Wonderland of the Americas, Social Revolt, again, is is having another event uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they're bringing in Daniel Harris. Uh, you might know her from, you know, the main uh, character of Halloween 4 and 5. Uh, she came out in the last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis's daughter. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, the new Lori Strode from the Rob Zombie movies is coming. Oh, nice. Then they got the Michael. Now this is kind of where, where it gets kind of funny. They have a Michael Myers from Part One, but it's the one that fell off the balcony. That's like his <laughs> one scene. They have a Jason from Part Two, but it's a Jason for one scene. Uh, they have a Freddy. It's where he's super Freddy. Um, they have a Leatherface from Part 3, Texas Chainsaw Part 3, I think it is. Um, then you have, like, some actresses from Friday the 13 movies, Weird Science. I saw that. The one, one of the, the girlfriends, the, the black yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Girlfriend. I wonder if she's still a babe. She was a babe then. So there, there's that going. It's That's free. the Honda with the King and Queens of Horror? Yes. The yes. That? Yeah. yes. So at Wonderland. And always and that's great this weekend. Yeah. And he's doing great. Uh, his name is Angel. Uh, he owns the Social Revolt Star. I think they have a store in Traders. And, like, all of a sudden, he's got into this, like, this whole game mm. of bringing in kind of like the mini cons. Yeah. And, you know, he's been doing it. Uh, Lost Boys. He got the Lost Boys thing going. You know, he's doing this now. Um, he has uh, a Stranger Things event coming in November. Oh, cool. Uh, he has uh, – he's bringing it Cherie Curry. In November, which I'm very excited about, she's the lead singer of the Runaways. Nice. Uh, then there's like this Boba Fett thing, where he's getting like a whole bunch of actors that have played Boba Fett. Okay. Even uh, the kid. Oh wow! Cool. The prequel series, uh, Daniel Logan. I Daniel Logan. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say Tamir Morrison, but that's regular Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the 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 one who actually played Boba Fett in most of the suit, mm-hmm. I think the actor died. From the original, yes, yes, the old guy, right? The, the yeah, yeah, he was an older guy. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think I remember that he was like the first guy that be in the suit as Boba Fett. But yeah, it, you always like to try to get the guy that actually was in the suit more, like right. you know David Prowse. Yes, you, you want to meet him because he's in the suit more the most of the time. Yeah, you know, like my cousin, he was kind of pissed because he met one of he met one of the Darth Vader's from the Kenobi series. It was like three Vader's. And this guy charged my cousin like a shitload of money to sign his helmet. I'm like, wow, you're not even like the main Vader. You know, you're playing Darth Vader, which is cool, but you're not like the 
you weren't like in the whole thing the whole time. You know, you weren't in the suit in the you know the whole time. I'm yeah, like, it's come kind of, on, it's man. kind of weird with yeah. things like that, right? Like, like that price that he charged my cousin, it should have been like David Prowse charging that price. And yeah. I don't even think David Prowse charged that much. Yeah, you know, which he should have. Which yeah, he definitely should have, man. Uh and it's crazy too when you're dealing with something like that, right? Because it's like that's how iconic those characters are. The yes. characters are iconic, but it's voiced by other people, it's bodied yeah. by other people, you know. I mean, like I think we find out like Pedro Pascal isn't in the Mandalorian suit that much. Not know, all the time, but you know, it. you know, it's him though. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like if I wanted to meet Mando, it's gonna be Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. Just like if you want to meet Boba Fett, everyone, I'm thinking Tamir Morris. The original, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not the or, or the, the, well, the, the new one now because yeah. that guy's yes, dead. Yes, but, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. Or that too. That would be cool. I wanted like to meet one that did like the one scene, right? <laughs> you know, that got hit. That got hit by Mark Hamill. You know, and well, died in the pit, you know. Well, well you know, what, what we said was cool, right, about meeting Michael Madsen. We had to have a little bit of banter, a little bit of talk. Like, what am I going to say to that guy that fell out the window? Like, oh, what was it like laying there for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I laid there. Yeah. You know, Carpenter did a bunch of takes. Like, okay, cool. Which I'm sure he didn't because it only cost 350000 So yeah, that, he made all his people wear their own clothes. So I'm pretty sure he didn't do a whole bunch of reshoots on hey, that. Hey, you guy, lay there. Okay, that's it. You're kidding. <laughs> um, Man, the, these guys that are doing the social revolt stuff, man, they need to look into, you know, some of our episodes and some of, you know, not watch this episodes. Because, I mean, there's other people out there that I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, one of those characters. But, you know, come, he's you trying, know? you know. I mean, and and I'm sure it's not easy. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Because, you know, some of these prices that they have, you know, it's kind of like it's, it's up there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. you know, for them to accommodate these people. You know, it's pretty cool. And I mean, these aren't big names. These are big names to us that love these kind of movies. You know what I mean? But they're not like huge names, you know? Right. But it's people that, you know, like the Lost Boys, they had long lines. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. So uh, what is this StreamYard? StreamYard is the kind of like the host site that we use to push the podcast out to three different places at once. We're currently live on our Facebook group, The Friday Night Faithful. We are currently live on our Facebook page, Just Another Friday Night, both on Facebook. And we are live on YouTube right now. So by us using this site, it's kind of like a Zoom or like a, uh, what's the other one that people like? Uh webex you know what i mean but it's like it's for like hosting podcasts so i don't know who you are facebook user but uh that's what Streamyard is and if you go uh there you can uh give them permission all they get is your facebook uh profile picture and your name so that way when you make a comment it looks super snazzy like our friend chris rizzo here where we see his handsome face his name and then it tells you what your post says so if you want to be like that go right ahead and give them permission to uh join in and talk on our show if you don't that's all right. We just won't know who you are. Feel free to identify yourself in the comments uh, or go to YouTube and join us via YouTube. Uh, we always want more viewers there. So, <laughs> and we'll see your, you see you by your YouTube profile name. Um, we haven't done this in a super long time, but we had a cool kudos, right? Cool uh, uh, share and like I'm and glad, a follow. I'm glad you're bringing this up because uh, it's like I told TM, I was super excited about this. You know, it's something kind of from our childhood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, one of my big, like, first like celeb crushes you know and and she was you know hot in the 90s like, oh yeah a watch under siege the, the movie that you to playboy the movie you talked that Bordello we talked about blood. Bordello of blood last week uh which i still haven't had a chance to rewatch it but because i've been doing our topic tonight but but uh yeah uh erica eleniak i i think so which is huge like i know she's not like really people probably wouldn't 
like recognize her or her name maybe anymore. If you saw her, you'd recognize her. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, again, it's kind she of makes like, a lasting impression. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like it's one of those deals, right, team? It's kind of like you never ex expected to have this kind of contact with any of these people comic book writers yeah. movie stars tv yeah. stars nothing there's like no way you can ever get a hold of these kind of people right right uh now you know with all this stuff we're able to and sometimes i mean we've gotten like kind of a lot of follows that are big to us right seeing like Bangito, totally. the wrestler we yes. we fucking love seeing him wrestle and you know cm was like hey you know can you give us a follow and he you know sure did that was who Bandito. Oh, ben oh yeah, Bandito. Man, super nice, man. He yeah. liked our picture. Uh, Shared our picture we met, when we met him together. John Cena has followers. John Cena follows us. Sergeant Slaughter, who you've Sergeant been Slaughter. in his Cobra clutch. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, for someone like, you know, for her, who is like one of the top models, she, she has a little part in E.T., uh, too, exactly. as well. And, nice and she looks amazing. There's like one episode in Full House where she looks like super amazing. She's like an ex of, of Jesse oh. Stamos. And like, and like I got all the babies in there. And, and uh they show like Becky kind of like like looking at her like oh shit. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, 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 because she like just blows at Becky. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean that was for me, you know, that's just that was I was like CM texted me like in the morning and he was like, Do you see she you know who who follow liked and, and messaged us? I was like, She messaged us too. I was I like, mean, how nice wow. is that, right? She saw our story, our Facebook story where we where we referenced Bordello of Blood. She gave that a like. She shared it to her Instagram story. Then she wrote us. She replied on it. Thank you, which comes into our message inbox. Yeah. Then I saw that she was following us. I'm like, I told her, thank you back so much. Like, we're yeah. huge fans of yours. And guys, if you don't know who we're talking about, like, the scene that probably you remember is like, <laughs> there is a birthday cake scene in Under Siege, the movie with Steven, with Steven Seagal. Seagal. She pops Tommy out of the Jones, cake. Gary Busey. Yeah. Very, very sexy. Uh, let me say. Uh, my that's buddy, her, like, one of my first, like, awakenings was. <laughs> like, yeah, we all have those moments, right? My buddy John was a Kathy Ireland guy. Your brother was a Cindy Crawford guy. Yeah. I think Erica yes. Eleniak might have been it for you. You yeah, know what I mean? I was like, like, wow. You know, uh, there's just <laughs> these moments, right, in a, in a young man's youth, you know, that, that stick to you. But, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be like that. Like, if my brother was on social media and then all of a sudden Cindy Crawford followed him, he'd be, like, over the oh, moon. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah. wow. I mean, I always tell people, like, my first crushes were, like, you know, in the 80s was, like, my Donna and Elvira, you know what I mean? Like, and then you know, um, Phoebe Cates, who I first loved in Gremlins, but then when I saw Fast Times, I was like, I had that moment, double A cycle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was a fuck the Gremlins, yeah, I like this movie a lot yeah. better now, <laughs> yeah, and I can see why he's doing that in the restroom, yeah, know? absolutely. So. Call me Judge Ryan. So, I mean, you know, I, I told him, I go, you know, this is so fucking cool, you know, that she did that on her own accord, and, yeah, you know, I was like, wow, no coaxing, no pressure, no nothing. She nothing. didn't have to, she could have just nothing. liked it, and, and that been that. We've had stuff like before, like you know, Anthony Starr, who plays, yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the Homelander, liked one of our posts or whatever, but to go follow to send a message, I mean, that's like, wow, that's cool, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean, it's just you, you never think you're gonna get this kind of like attention yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah and here she is she's following this little podcast of ours right you know? she saw something we created which is really cool you know yeah so uh Corey says sorry uh you mean they are just another person only star fame here is for keanu, keanu. Uh -huh. and that's fine Corey. but you know yeah. like again this is someone that i had a huge crush on <laughs> you know you know this ain't like uh this ain't like gary Oldman following it like i mean right. that'd be cool too right. don't get me wrong but you know this is like someone that you know like oh wow like 
it was like my first pair of breasts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Saw, you know, and, yeah. And amazing. You never forget your first set. <laughs> they were really yeah, amazing I, to look at. Yeah, it's totally. like CM said. I probably paused it, rewind it, like so many times on VHS. Oh, that know, that section of my video because I was probably worn out. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. I mean, you know, she yeah. didn't have to even look at us. You know, and, right? You know, to even start following us. I mean, that's just that's awesome that she did. You know. Yeah. So. No, we we that's a, a a win for us in a moment. You know what I mean? But yeah, totally, totally. Uh, as Jerry would say, totally rad. So, <laughs> and then real quick too, before we start getting going, uh, I wanted to hype up this show again. Uh, Tells from the territories. Uh, this past Tuesday, Sam, you have to watch this one. Okay. It was the King versus Andy Kaufman. Ah, uh, yes. Now you know. Before that, that badass documentary you saw, it was really cool. But this time, you're hearing from Lawler and mm -hmm. Jerry Jarrett, the owner. Oh, cool. So you kind of hear more things, and it's really cool. So he was doing this this intergender before he even got started with Lawler. Oh, really? And he pitched it to Vince McMahon Sr. Mm -hmm. But Vince Sr., you know, this, this is a time when wrestling was still, like, very real. Like, this yeah. is when you saw people of all ages, like, even grandmas still going to wrestling matches. Right. And he's like, no, Andy, I can't uh, I can't really show that on my TV. Uh, I don't want people thinking that we're just actors, you know? Yeah. So Bill After, I don't know if you know who he is. Yes, I've heard of him. Famous promoter as well. Well, legendary journalist for uh, wrestling. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. He overhears him, and he goes, I have these two friends, Jerry Jarrett and Jerry the King Lawler. They own the Memphis territory. Now, it's only in Memphis. But every Wednesday, these two guys pack in 10,000 people every Wednesday. Nice. He's like, you'll be great over there. Give him a call. He gives him a call. He's like, yeah, come on down. That sounds great. First night he gets there. Well, he sends a, a series of vignettes. And man, Andy Kaufman goes off. These are like great, <laughs> great heel promos, like making fun of the way they look, they talk, how they smell, how the women are fat. Like these are great. Like you wouldn't think like an actor coming in and just letting loose. Like he's just like, these are great heel promos. Like yeah. I'm watching this. I'm like, wow. Like, and so when he gets there the first time, people are booing him. He, re he picks out five women, which he said were legit. Legit five women beats all five of them. Yeah. You know? Wow. <laughs> uh, so it was that's like, a risk, so right? It could have been like gone anyway. It could have been. Yeah. And, and Lawler and Jarrett see the reactions in their eye. Oh, we got to get this guy back. So he comes back and, and, and he goes, how, how do I do? They're like, that was amazing. We got to come back again. Yeah. Well, he comes back again the next week and he, the last female he gets almost kicks his ass. And the reaction gets even louder. He he does beat her though. Uh, and then Lawler comes in. And so this whole thing starts getting going. And you're just seeing it more and more, the momentum yeah. brewing and brewing. And all the time, he's always asking him, How was that promo? How was that? Was that good? Yeah. And then you know, the famous Paul driver. Yes. Okay, so he says, like, like Lawler is like talking around and he's laughing. He's like, he sells his ass off. Like he looks like he's dead for real. Yeah. And um Lawler had a friend who was a referee. He's like, you know, he wants an ambulance. He's like, and Lawler is like, oh, it's going to cost $300. I was yeah. like, no, we can't call an ambulance. And then he goes back to Kaufman. And he goes, tell I'll, him I'll pay, I'll pay for, for it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> so he's like, so Lawler's like, okay, bring in, you know, and, and you know, it sets off the David Letterman song, yes. which again, it, uh, you know, like Lawler goes in there. He's kind of like, man, you know, it's not really, nothing's really picking up. Like they're talking shit to each other, but he's mm -hmm. like, I really got to do something. So that's when he stands up and he just slaps the shit out of Kaufman. Yeah. And then Kaufman comes back and just starts cussing at him, blah, 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 right? 
So they get away from that, and then they're like, man, how was that? It's like, that was great. That was, like, really good. Like, Kaufman is, like, staying in touch with Lawler, like, the whole time. And he even said that when he was doing Man on the Moon, um, that Letterman told him that episode is the episode that kind of propelled him. Wow. To being, like, a, a, a major competitor on the late night TV. Like, that was the People episode. People were like, man, did you see what yeah. happened on, on you know, uh, Letterman, I'm sure. And it was just great stuff. The, the, the vignettes, everything was just great. Uh, you know, you see the people in Memphis really fucking pissed off, you know, uh, it, it's really great stuff and it lasts for a while. And I didn't even realize how young he was. He was young when he passed away. Um, he does like an interview where he's, he's chewing out Lawler, but he's coughing a lot. And, uh, he goes, man, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause he, he, he said he always called him Mr. Lawler. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Lawler. I was coughing a lot. He goes, oh man, it's fine. What's going on? That's why I just found out I've been diagnosed with lung cancer. And Lawler said he said it like all oh, cool, like yeah. you know, and that was like terminal. Yeah. Right. Shit. So, but he he loved wrestling. Like yeah. he didn't tell people from Taxi that it was fake. He didn't tell his parents that it was fake. Yeah. Like he, Lawler said when he met his parents, like they were like super pissed until you know until they found <laughs> out like what the real story was, and they even said like Tony Danza wanted to kick uh, Lawler's ass. Oh wow! Too. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that's how much he kept it a secret. He kept it a secret all the way till he died. Man, kayfabe. And that's what they said. They were like, man, that was great that he kept it like that. And then the other the cool thing was that when they were getting his stuff, because, you know, he, he passed away. They were yeah. packing his stuff. They found all the checks that Jerry Jerry had wrote. He never cashed them wow. in. Wow. He did all of that for free. Wow. He never cashed them in. That's fucking great, And it's man. going like in the the very last scene, they uh, they toast him. They toast the uh, Kaufman. Dude, that is pretty cool. And that was just, you'll love it. it, it it's I want to check Hulu. it out on Hulu, right? Uh, yeah. Man. Just seeing any like he goes all out, like he goes all out on these people, calling them all these fucking names and everything, and, and telling you know I don't wrestle men, I only wrestle women. Yes, you know? and uh, I'll sue you. Yeah, you can't touch me, Lawler. I'll sue you. I'm a I'm a Hollywood celebrity. You know? That's the heat that's missing from wrestling it is. now. You know, it really I mean? is because that's the thing with, with these wrestlers having social media. It's like you're supposed to be bad, but then it's like like Bray Wyatt. He's supposed to be the scary cult leader, but then he's on like on Instagram, you know. Taking picture of his baby that he just had, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like with with his beautiful chick too. You know, it's kind of right. like uh, there's no there's no nothing to well, that. You yeah, know? like well, you're not a cult leader. You're a happy dude, dude with yeah. a hot wife. You know? I, I, give, I give Taker credit for keeping it like that as for long all as he those did. years. And that was you know great. I mean? Yeah, and, and he had great. a gorgeous wife too, and he had a life, and he could have been posting it or whatever. And Sometimes you know she would post little stuff like, and like you know, seriously, it was like I'd be like, guys, look, it's okay to be out there, but try to keep the storylines going. Try to yeah. you know, try to keep your heat. Like Miz, he's supposed to be a heat getter, but you know, he's always posting pictures of his kids having a good time. It's kind of like mm, right, right. You know, it's kind of like shit, you know. <laughs> You're just like a regular dad, and it's kind of hard to hate them, right? When you see him like, oh, this guy's being just a good like, guy, like, you, know? you know, when you saw you know, like a Rick Rude, you hate a Rick Rude. Yes. You know, Jake the Snake, you're afraid of Jake the Snake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of like it was that, you know? Um, I got to say, maybe like the MJF guy is doing good with it right now. And I mean, he does. Or, he says he keeps it. Like He talks when shit he, to fans when he's doing signings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like tells them they look dumb, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of it and I, I fucking laugh my eyes. I'm like, dude, that's fucking great. Like, that's, that's great. That's how yeah. you should keep it. Like, that's and it's how like Cornette said, too. It was kind of like you, the bad guys never sign autographs. Why would you want an autograph from the bad guys? Exactly. It's like the, no, you have to keep your heat. You couldn't, you couldn't meet these guys, get an autograph, and then be happy, and then you believe 
oh, you know what? He wasn't such a bad dude. He's yeah. All right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to think someone like, I mean, you know, there's certain people you don't want to go up to or whatever. When you see a kid or whatever, you should snap the shit out of their hand because that's going to give you heat when you go get in the ring or whatever, you know? Uh, I don't know what the obsession with wrestling fans is with like jerking back the curtain or whatever. I'm like, that's why I never like that. Show. Like, I never like that. Um, I don't want to know what's behind the scenes. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you know, even when I, I, I would meet like the Ring of Honor guys, like mm-hmm. me and you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they were like super nice, but you know, I would still boo them, you know? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go back. Yeah. You know? I was like, yeah, they're a heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, we met hey, Matt Taven guys... when he was a bad guy. He was really nice. You super know? nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a nice fella. You know uh, Vincent, super nice dude. Uh, yeah. They're very like, you know, uh, appreciative of their fans, yeah. you know? like, okay. Yeah. But again, they're kind of more of the modern time where the, the curtain has been jerked back. So yeah, but you know, it's just you know, I would just tell these guys like, take it easy on the social media stuff. You know, try to keep the storylines going. You know, or at the Twitter stuff. You know, like, hey, fuck you. You know, right? Um, you know, fuck you, Dean Ambrose. You yeah, know, cocksucker. You know, it seems like make it seem like it's real. Like, man, these two guys do hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, look what McGregor was doing in UFC. You know, Conor McGregor was like really yeah. like great at building his heat throughout the time or whatever, yeah. where fans would hate selling. him. He's like, "Oh, that guy's cocky, man. You're I hope he loses. Hope he gets knocked out." I'm like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You that's want, you, and that's what you right. want. Right. You yeah. want a villain, and you want you know a, a protagonist and an antagonist people to root for and against. You know, it's, it's like you know, Jim Cornette says. It's like he he always he always mentioned this. He goes, "WrestleMania 17, Rock Austin, two guys that never got on the top rope, made like." I forgot how many millions for Vince McMahon because yeah. people wanted to see those two guys yes. go at it. Yes. Without jumping off the rope. Yeah. These two guys with their promos, with their believability, their larger than life personalities, sold out. You know, your your in-ring persona, your character, your ability on the mic, it's like that should be what does it for you. you know? Which obviously Kaufman showed, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's and they came they came because they wanted to mm-hmm. see the king beat his ass. Or yeah. it's like when Austin finally got his hands on McMahon. Yes. You know, we're like, oh shit. Like we're like, oh man, that's it. He's gonna pound his ass. You it's know? the love to hate thing, yep. you know what I mean? So um yeah, man, I can't wait to check that out. Double A. I, I want to see it. Uh, real for quick. Sure. So Corey came in real quick. I think we read that one a little bit. Um, no, he goes, Oh, and a little for Hemsworth because I've heard some super cool stuff about him. But I found most celebrities I met are super rude. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I haven't had that experience. Right. Uh, they've all been super cool. Maybe it's because yeah. I pay them. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it just, yeah. I think it just. Like depends, I never, I know? never go bother with they're eating. If I ever see a celebrity, I'm like, mm, okay. yeah. I've been fortunate. The ones I have kind of bothered out in public were still super nice. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, wrestlers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, y'all saw my picture with David Robinson recently. Of course, he's notoriously nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, my sisters met like Terry Crews at the airport when she worked there. Awesome. Super nice. I mean, it just everyone's experience is different. I guess you know. What I mean, it's also too like, what what do you want? you know, from that person or whatever. You know I mean, do you want some type of acknowledgement? Do you want some type of, you know what I mean? Like recognition or, you know, appreciation for being a fan or are you okay with just a high hello and a handshake or, you know what I mean? And I'm fine with that because I know they're not even going to remember me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, they're not going to remember me after that. You know? Yeah. So totally, totally. Well, Corey sh- says when I worked at Corey as security, I met several. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Most of the Spurs uh, in the dynasty era. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I've met, I've met Ginobili. Uh, my sister met Parker. Uh, Duncan, I crossed paths with him, but we didn't, I wouldn't say we met, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know what I mean? Like I've heard things like that. Like I said, I mean, you know, everyone's experience is going to be different. You know what I mean? So it's just always, always, uh, interesting on that stuff or whatever, but for us, cool geek out moment. Definitely yeah. want to check out Tales from the Territories, double A says it's on Hulu. Go check it out as well. And like I said, the rock is, uh, a major producer in this show. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. he liked he liked what these guys were doing with Tales from the Dark Side, and or I'm sorry, for Tales from the from the Ring. Getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. You know, he obviously he's still a huge wrestling fan himself. The Rock, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. So he became he's like he got with these dudes. He's like, let's do a series on the territories. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's awesome. I think that's, that's a great that's awesome. a great move. Yeah. Um, Corey says Tony Hawk is super. That's an interesting one, Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, I've got a great uh, Facebook album of like people that I've met. Well, a lot of them, like you said, paid for, but maybe that's the best time to meet them because they're gonna be yeah. nice because you are paying. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. Um, but shit, double A, we've done forty three minutes of of just kind of our intro uh, stuff here. Um, what do you think? You think we're ready to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So this is going to be our third part of a four uh, tells episode. And we are talking today of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, maybe some of you around our age might remember this show. Uh, those of you that don't, uh, I highly recommend it. I don't think Sam really got off to it too, too much, but I highly recommend it. They're really entertaining episodes there. It was uh, 90 episodes uh, across four seasons. Yeah. Um, 30 minutes or maybe less. Probably, probably 22. Probably like 22, yeah. Uh, 19... 84 to 88, 88. so big time 80s. Yeah, uh, created by one of the legends of horror, George Romero, mm -hmm. was the creator of this. He got an executive producer credit, I think, on almost all the episodes I watched. And no, I I, I did like it, Double A, because I was excited to talk about this one because I'm a huge fan of the movie. Uh, I love that movie, and I remember this growing up. I remember it coming on. I remember it coming on late, and I remember being scared of the opening. And I was gonna say the one music. of the greatest absolutely piece of music one of the greatest openings absolutely you will ever see simple but but effective yep. you know what i mean yep. and and the and most simple sense of the word outside shots mm -hmm. that's it trees like ranches you a know, creepy like narrator that. voice yep. you know that's yep. all you need yep. um i mean like i was so like I, it would come on at night and i would be thinking to myself man i don't want to watch this because i'm up late at night by myself but i would still watch it like i was like i still got to watch it <laughs> and and the interesting here right double a is like what are we missing that we had in uh tales from the crypt is that there's no narrator right it just goes right into the episode you, you know? have a mascot yes you know but he kind of just introduces kind of what's going to be but yeah narrator which is pretty damn cool yeah yeah that's, yeah that's pretty the awesome. tales kind of just start uh um yeah. Tells from the Dark Side. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was George Romero, but they adapted a lot of stories from like Stephen King, mm -hmm. Harlan Ellison, Clive Barker was one. I mean, it's a lot of names. Michael McDowell, John Cheever, Robert Block, Michael Bishop. I mean, these were some like big name authors that they were doing episodes for. You know? Yeah. Um, so I borrowed this from uh, yeah, so it's a complete box set. Yeah, uh, Foxy Roxy and Holty Bear. Um, I mean, you can see on the back kind of that the one little creature or whatever. People say that that's the most famous episode. Really? Uh, I guess if they get okay. recognition for it, that is season one episode. Uh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. No, let me see. Uh, I think it's seven. Uh, called Inside the Closet. I did watch that one. So I think what Double A is referring to is that what happened was is I started with season one, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to burn through these like I did with Tales from the Crypt. I was having a little trouble staying awake during some of them. So I was watching them at night, trying to get in the, in the, in the mode. I was watching with my gal. And I was just like, man, I was finding myself, like, like I said, dozing off. I'd get through like three and then I'd doze off. Um, the very first one was solid. I thought it was called, um, let me see here again. Um, trick or treat 
a really, really great looking witch mm-hmm. in that one, a classical <laughs> looking witch, a fucking mean old man that doesn't want to give out, you know, candy and pretty much these kind of like spirits of Halloween come get him. That's a great Halloween episode, I think. Um, earlier, you know, uh, like I said in my conversation with Jerry and, and Anthony, they both were kind of saying they're like, man, you know, like so many scary movies come up, but they don't really set them in the fall or around Halloween. Yeah, so they it's don't, weird. They don't yeah. feel like Halloween movies. It's weird. You know? Yeah, they feel like they're. It's a horror movie. It's a scary movie. Mm-hmm. But I guess I, start, I started thinking about it. I was like, well, if you did that all the time, wouldn't it feel like you know, like not uh. Like kind of gimmicky, like all, all the show is only happens around Halloween, you know, like yeah. something to something to be scary, it can happen anytime. But then I started watching some of these episodes that are set around Halloween, and I was like, Oh, it does really add to it, you know what I mean? Like you're like, Oh, I want to watch that one at Halloween. And the point that Anthony had made was he was like, Look at all these shit Christmas movies we get that have just like, <laughs> you know, they're ve- they're very thinly about Christmas, but it's like people love them or whatever because they associate it with like being a Christmas movie. I, I don't know if you could say die hard like that. That's just a great movie, but happens to be set around Christmas, you know. But this that first episode was really really cool. Then I watched a couple of other ones. They were pretty solid. But then yeah, I started to kind of like um, and and there is some you know, you, you know there's always going to kind of be because this was kind of different. Yeah, it's not all horror, right? Double A. It's like you know sci-fi. It's science fiction, fantasy, horror. It, um, it reminded me more. Remember Amazing Stories? Yes. It reminded me yes. of that. Where some were some were just like a weird tale, mm-hmm. like a happenstance, and some or it's were like, like the one with Mark Hamill. It was like yeah. um like a, what was he like an uh, he had like some magical like being that told like Mark Hamill's character never to throw shit away. Yeah, because you know, it's all gonna be valuable. Yes, you know that was really cool. And then he goes in. The, pretty much, he was like a collector or whatever. That and then there's one like rich. with Kevin Cosner where like the one of the pilots is stuck and they can't land or else he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. But somehow he draws the plane with the wheels and like cartoon wheels pop up. You know, I was like, yeah. and everyone's kind of like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. So, uh, and some were scary. You know what I mean? Like, some were, like I said, the one trick or treat was scary. One that was kind of cool in here that I watched was called uh, I'll Give You a Million. It's just like two rich guys. Like, you <laughs> yes. know, he yeah. tries to buy the soul, yeah. which reminded me yeah. of the Bart and Milhouse episode where he's like, oh, let me buy your soul, Bart. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And then Bart can't get in like the doors of the quickie bar. He's like, what the heck? He's like, I need my soul back, which kind of happens in this episode. Um, very funny. There's like allusions to like, you know, the devil and demons or yes. whatever. But I told Double A by like the second day, then I fell asleep. My girlfriend got mad at me and I had to look up, like I had to go to Screen Rant. I had to go to Ranker and be like, what are the best 10 episodes? And I only told CM, I go, like, I just kind of want you to uh, get a feel mm-hmm. for it again mm-hmm. uh, to see why this show is always kind of lauded. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people always mention Tales from the Dark Side. I, I came across it in the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, when I'd be off, and it, it, they would show like a whole marathon on sci fi on the mm-hmm. sci fi network. And I was like, what is this? And you know, obviously, the, the intro just. Oh, yeah. It sells you. It's so hooked right away. It's so addictive. You know? I, I didn't skip it not one time because I was like, this shit. Okay, like, I had up. never heard of it. I was like, Tales from the Dark Side. And it was like yeah. 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, shit. It's from the 80s. Like, I was like, I got hooked on it like as soon as I started seeing the marathons. I was like, oh, I shot wow. it out to Anthony and Jerry, and I shot it out to Joe uh, from Now Watch This and Luck. And I said, Hey guys, give me your favorite episodes of Tales from the Dark Side to watch because they gave me their favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt, and I was able to watch them. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. All of them were like, didn't, didn't watch that one, don't know, whatever, you know. Wow. And I have to okay. admit, my okay. favorite episode 
that, that I didn't know that it was in this series going in. I thought it was an episode of The Outer Limits. And, and I had, I just that never been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I never, no. as I was going through, I was like, oh, damn, that one. <laughs> and I watched it with Jessica, and she was like, kind of corny, but I really liked it. And I said, yeah, I always remember it. And that's exactly what I talked about with Tales from the Crypt. I talked about the episodes that stuck in my yeah. brain that I remembered, yeah. but I enjoyed so many of the other ones I got to watch. And then here, too, a lot of like great cast, like great people mm -hmm. uh, that like, you know, you're like, oh, shit, that guy, whatever, like when they were young, like yes. before they became anything. Um, but then I did get to watch some ones that were really cool that I was like, oh, OK, you know what I mean? I really enjoyed these. Um, one of the ones that I that I saw here that was not that great was the I think it was this one called like the said, Man. You're, you're always going to have like episodes that just, eh, you know, yeah. like I have a lot of Twilight Zones where I'm kind of like. I won't watch it. Like when I have it on the New Year's marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, eh, I yeah. don't care for yeah. that one. Yeah. Know, Those are not yeah. all, you know, all yeah. gold. You know what I mean? Um, and again, this kind of has that vibe or whatever, but I think I had forgot because the movie to me, you know, and I told double A this, you know, before we started, I said the movie to me, all the tales are scary. They're mm -hmm. scary. You know what I mean? Like, like not all of these are scary. It's a mix. It's a light twilight. And, and I kind of like that too. In a mm -hmm. way. You know, the mix. it's kind of like, yes. Yeah. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. Yes. I, I like that. Yeah. So in the crypt, they're kind of trying to be scary. There's a horror element yes, to them, yes. you know. Um, but yeah, in this one, like it just ends randomly where the guy, like yeah. the guy's like a drunk, <clears throat> and then like the kid, he doesn't remember one of his kids. Uh, no. So that one's just like a really fucked up one. Like I saw that one like a few months ago, and really? I was like, "Wow, that's a pretty fucked up story." Uh, the kid is not his kid. It's a thing that somehow the owner uses it on them. Oh, really? Yeah, because the kid will show up for another person. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That happens to the other guy. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? I forgot like, about yeah, that. It's so, like, that, uh, was, that like, was weird. That was a scary one where I was like, man, that's fucking creepy. Like, at it least plays in your mind. Dude, it yeah, plays it, in your I think mind. at least it did do dying. You know? Yeah. Yeah, or that he, guy he does. He comes back to like, He goes back to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, like, he didn't want to pay them because they were getting such good commission. Yeah, like, I, I was, was like, wow. Because me and Jess were like, what the fuck is that about? Like, yeah, but I was like, it was like, shit. I was like, man, I was I was scared. So the whole thing, which uh, I found out, which I was like, oh, wow. So first off, I didn't know George Romero had created this. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, this was going to be a creep show show. Mm. That's what this was going to be. Okay. It was going to be creep show. Oh. But they're saying that it was in so much like legal mess. This person on this. This person owned that, so they can never get a series creep show. Okay, they couldn't get the name. Okay, so they're like, okay, well, we still kind of want to do it. We still want you to do it. So can you come up with another name? So he came up with Tales from the Dark Tales Side. Tales from the Dark. But yeah, Side. that's what was cool about this when I found that out. I was like, that's badass. Not only did George Romero create this, but this was supposed to be creep show. This was creep show was supposed to have a show in the eighties, and we never got that. Yeah. And you know, before he gets, uh, well, no, around the time he did the movie, yes, actually, but he, he I guess he key. couldn't get it from the but, movie. Yeah, her. they couldn't do it, like for some reason. It's kind of like you know, it's it's just that whole bullshit, you know, why Batman can never come on Smallville, right? Even though it was fucking DC, DC. you know, it was like Warner Brothers or something like that. It was like, so, why? You know, it was like, why can't we get Bruce Wayne? Like, like, like that was the pitch. It was never supposed to be Smallville. It was yeah. supposed to be Batman. Yeah, but they didn't want it, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we make Smallville. Can we use Bruce Wayne?" They're like, "No." I was like, "It's like to right. me if I'm producing a show, I'm like, we need our ducks in a row first. Like, this is all cleared up because it's like it doesn't, it's not going to work without this." You or, know? or you know, my bitch thing. You know, like why Cyborg? Why not Green Lantern? 
Right, <laughs> right. And they did do a good job in Smallville, right, Double A, with like the Oliver Queen character. What they could, kind yes. of like he, he you can became, imagine if he was a Bruce yeah, because Wayne, it you know they had, and you know I, I didn't even recognize. I was like, wow. So yeah, Ollie is a billionaire mm. and he is a vigilante. <laughs> I was like, all right. So yeah, that kind of worked out. You know. Mm. So yeah, so it was supposed to be. It says the new name reflected Creepshow's focus, that of a live-action EC-based horror comic of the fifties, like Tales from the Crypt or World of Horror. Though the series didn't use any of that, like Creepshow, how it's introduced, you know, the creeper, the creep, yeah. you know, he kind of, you know, or or you know, the the crypt keeper, mm-hmm. kind of introducing that, you know, it was just the narrator. Uh, again, you know, they they got some stories from Stephen King, they got some Harlan Ellison from Clive Barker, which is awesome. Yeah, they all did it. You know, it, it might have been uh, just a total respect to George Romero. Yeah, at that point, you know, so. who hadn't been influenced by Romero? Romero yeah. kind of brought the horror genre back with Night of the Living Dead. Yes, you know that was in the '60s. You know that was way before you know Texas Chainsaw came out, Halloween came out. You know, kind of all those movies. You know his Dawn of the Dead. You mm-hmm. know his. You know, uh, I forgot the other one with the smart zombie. You know his zombie yeah. movies were just Return of the Living. I know we talked. No. We just talked about this on the brackets with, with Lucky and Joe, but yeah, but, you know. So I was like, it wouldn't be that surprising that all these horror authors would be like. I mean, I'm sure I would if George Romero asked me to write a horror story for his show, but not like full horror. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, I'll totally. do that for you. Get a chance to kind of work with Romero. Yeah, one of the ones I watched at the beginning of it, as it, it said, based on a DC comic. So I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh shit, this is based on the shit from a comic book. Um, I said the opening closing theme of the series was performed by uh, Donald Rubenstein, okay, who co wrote the theme with Erica Lindsay. Uh, George Romero is the one who wrote the voiceover narration. Uh, the narrator was Paul Sparer. Um, and if if you don't know, it's kind of like it, the the theme song is just really amazing, but this is like the, the narration it's man lives in the sunlight world of what he believes to be reality, Uh but there is. Unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real but not as brightly lit, a dark side. And then it would like it would like the music would go, and it would like go from like color to black and white, and like kind of invert the image. And it was a trip. It's, it's in our it's in our uh, opening right. write up. If you're reading us on Facebook or on YouTube, you can read the write up. I wrote it there in the beginning. That's how I opened it, and then I closed it with what would be the end narration at yeah. the end. Of and then the episode. end was the dark side is always there, waiting for us to enter waiting to enter us until next time try to enjoy the daylight and you know it's like sam said you know it's coming out at nighttime yeah (laughs) you know if if you're a kid and you're watching this and you know it's kind of like whoa what the fuck and again i'd be so scared by the beginning alone (laughs) and i knew i was going to be scared by the end and the music but i liked the you know and then the old ones the original ones had this creepy logo and then it changed it kind of modernized it a little bit i'll put the modernized logo as our banner for our facebook group and you know, again, me and CM have, have stressed this so much. What what makes like a show really memorable besides the show itself is that intro. You know, yeah. it's like I said with Cheers, with Mash, with Seinfeld. You know, you know that little bass line whenever you hear it from Seinfeld. Yeah. So it's kind of like this was kind of like one of those that was kind of like, man, you remember that one from Tales from the Dark Side? Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. yeah, that music was fucking scary. Or like Tales from the Crypt, you you know. Tells from the crypt, the the music, you know. Yes, oh, absolutely, recognize iconic, you know? iconic. So check this one out, Double A. I don't know if you read about this one, but this is one. Of, it was on one of the lists from another website I pulled. Okay. Uh, so I was just kind of just trying to pick through a couple of them. I didn't get to watch all ten from any any one list. I did watch. This one's called 
Jin, D-J-I-N-N, no chaser. So Jin, no chaser. <laughs> this one's very comedic or whatever, but, you know, and we just talked about what we do in the shadows. They had the yeah. Jin, you know, and mm -hmm. the Jin. Mm -hmm. So guess who's the Jin in this one if you didn't read it already? Oh, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, ah. man. So Kareem <laughs> is there as this genie. It's very funny. You know what I mean? Like, they, they basically get this giant lamp, and, you know, he's like, of course, he's like, you know, he's cramped in there. But he doesn't want to grant their wishes. Like, he's being a major asshole uh -huh. or whatever. He's like, hey, I want something first, whatever. Like, he's, like, terrorizing their lives or whatever. Like, like they're, like, having to like cook and clean they can't Jeez leave are never good yeah they try to leave and like there's like tigers and lions outside he's like i couldn't leave again but he put the lions out there again so it's just very funny the guy and his wife and eventually she puts him in the crazy house the husband because he's like i can't take it no more like i'm going crazy so when he comes back she, somehow she gets he gets to get out and he gets to come back everything is like all nice organized that's when he sees kareem and all that and he's <laughs> like what happened and she's like oh we made an arrangement or whatever uh Cause she couldn't figure out how to get him out and they have this glass case and inside the glass case is a can opener and she and, and he's like what, what did you do she's, she's like oh i just put the can opener and i opened it and it got the genie out or whatever <laughs> like it's stupid or whatever but it was like, it was funny i was like oh shit, okay that's kind of cool plus it's like fucking kareem like how much acting did that guy do you know i, I mean? love genie story you know yeah so pretty cool um again the episode with like the little character with the scary red eyes if you're watching us on on spotify or you're watching us on tesla uh tesla dark ah, we're not quite if you're watching us on uh facebook <laughs> you'll see the um that little scary monster right so this was created and designed that creature which comes from again season one episode it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Episode eight. It was like the last one of that first season. That is called the World Word Processor of the Gods, which is based on a Stephen King story. Okay, no, no, no. I'm in the wrong one. Then it'd be seven. Inside the closet. Inside the closet. Inside the closet. Yeah, okay. the, the little creature, which is regarded as Directed, one of the scariest ones. Directed by Tom Savini. Yes, and he also created the little monster. There you go. Which is the most memorable monster. That story is fucking scary. It was scary. A Romero guy. Yeah, big time Romero yes. guy. And that story is pretty much like this girl goes to rent this room. She the, There's a closet in there that the guy tells her, hey, the closet's locked. It's in a house or whatever, right? So throughout the night, the little thing is coming in and out or whatever, right? And she's like, there's a mouse in there or a rat, like whatever. So eventually, like, fucking, you know, it kills her or whatever. And at the very end of the episode, you see the creature come down the stairs. You think it's going to kill the man, the house owner. But instead, he's like hugging it and like loving it and saying like oh you know how, how are you are, are you did you eat now like good girl and all that or whatever You're like what the fuck like you know he was in on it the whole time so that was a, a pretty cool one as well um me and jess watched this one called the tear collector it's from uh disc three which is also season one um uh, the main guy is what's it's a girl who just can't stop crying or whatever. She's like one of these sensitive people. She cries about everything. Well, this guy starts wanting to collect her tears. The guy is the fucking captain from the Titanic. Uh, the one that goes down with the ship or whatever. Like, just yeah. like, just like, isn't that the captain from Titanic? He's fucking super young. And I was like, Oh shit, that is him or whatever. And, so, um, the olden, right? right? From, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, is that the same guy? I think it is. Shit. You might be right. I don't know. And I was just looking at uh, Two Towers the other day. Yeah, nice. I just wanted to watch the Battle of Helm's Deep, <laughs> which I forgot intercuts of the stupid-ass trees. I was like, fuck, man. Oh, like so that Jin No Chaser. Oh, wow. So another one, kind of like our early crushes, Cal Colleen Kemp comes out on that mm, one. Okay. The the wife. Supposed to be the wife. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Maybe not, uh, recognize her like from, her like, from? Clue. She's oh, the maid okay. or Apocalypse Now. She's one of the Playboy Playmates. Nice. <laughs> uh, she comes out in Die Hard with a Vengeance too so okay <laughs> and that was uh, a story by harlan ellison um who we know from what will we know him from double a so let me see i'm looking at her right now 
he wrote the Star Trek episode, The City on the Edge of Forever, which is a fucking great episode of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. I um, wanted to talk a little bit about my the episode I mentioned to you guys, which was my favorite that I had forgot uh, that was from this particular series. Because, you know, when this stuff used to uh, come on, I would watch all kinds of, you know, anthology shows. So I didn't know which mm -hmm. one I was watching. You know what I mean? But uh, real quick, Corey says, oh, oh, this old Corey put a couple of comments here. Corey says, uh, after the people he met, he said, Will Clark and Bob Lilly were kind of cool. I don't know if I know them. Uh, he says, uh, Mission Park Funeral Services owner Bob Tips oh. is down to earth person. Okay. A celebrity, though, Corey? I don't know. So maybe this like kind of maybe the more famous harlan ellison mm -hmm. he did an episode which i have you have it okay on the outer limits it's called oh. soldier okay soldier he sued james cameron because there is a lot it's these two soldiers that come from the future that fight in the modern day terminator terminator yes oh that's kind of what he did he win yes he did yeah. You get James Cameron for Avatar. And it's, kind of, it's kind of weird because it, when I did see it, it was kind of like, wow, that could have been like the whole basis. It's not it's not shot for shot, but it could have been him watching that as a kid and being like, yeah, you know, what? I remember this one episode like you. I remember this one episode that I really loved as yeah. a kid. And then maybe he just he added that part. You know what it I mean? Does, it does supplant in your mind. It does. It, it does. It really does. You'd be surprised that you'd be like, man, you know. I, I kind of know about this, but I can't remember where it's from. Corey also says, oh, sorry, Brad Paisley was nice when I met him, meet and greet when he first came out. I have a feel-good story with him, but I'd love to hear that sometime, Corey. Uh, I'm a Brad Paisley fan. I like his music. And Corey says, gotta go, guys. Uh, new job. I'm two to ten, so I gotta go get back. Hope to check in next week. Good night. Uh, Corey, we appreciate being here as long as you were, brother. Listen to the podcast while you're working. If you can, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if your job allows for that, but if you are able to, listen to it. Or let somebody that you know listen to it while while they're uh, hanging out uh, there. Um, uh, what did you think of Did you see the first episode? The very first one. Yes. Trick or treat. Yes. Yes. What yeah. do you think of that one? Because I thought that was actually pretty damn entertaining. This is the son, right? Where he's like, Dad, give out the candy. They're going to. It's the old man thing. who apparently, like, he collects debts. And he says. He oh, tells that the, one. He yes, tells the parents. That one was good. That if you, your kids can come into my house and search and they get scared or, or they try to get their IOU, mm -hmm. and they'll be debt free. You know who comes out in that? Who? Uh, Marla from uh, A League of Their Own's really? dad. The dad. Oh, the dad. Yeah. Yes, yes, because, yes. Because he's, remember the one dad is like, I'm not letting my kid go to your house yeah. to go through that. And the kid wants to go because he wants to get his dad out of he debt. He wants to get out of Again, already, already you're like feeling for the kid because you're like, man, hey, he wants to get this was dad. really cool because you're just like, man, this fucking old man, you know. And But it's so weird too because like there's parents that are really in debt and they're like, Come on, son, you can do it. Or yeah. come on, uh, you know, little girls, little man. girls, and, like, come hey, on, you can do it, honey. You can to do his it. To his credit, his shit was scary. He had that fucking yes, bear. It is. Like, I was yeah. like, and it's written by Romero. So Romero, right off the bat, is is writing the first story. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, it, it really does come true, though. They the witch does come and and gets him and and monsters and demons, and uh he kind of gets his his due at the end. But it's a really good first episode. It premiered. That's the one with the scary witch I mentioned yes. that comes out. Yeah. See, I got this one confused with another episode with another old man. But this old man doesn't like Halloween and he doesn't <laughs> want to give out the candy. Then he kind of cut. Uh, fuck, something comes after him, a little creature. And he did it right. So when this episode premiered, it premiered October 29th, 1983, just a few days before Halloween nice. to kind of get the mood going. And then it was weird. So that was 83. And then the series didn't come back on until September 30th, 1984. 
Oh wow! So it they kind of had to wait break. a year, but still, I mean. But you got quite a few episodes in that first one. Mm-hmm. So double A, look up this one if you can. Season two, uh, episode probably one, two, three, four, five. five. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. That's, okay. Do you see it? That that too. It's a son. And the it's beginning. directed by Tom Savini. It's a son. He's telling his dad, like, hey, dad, I bought you this candy so you can give out to the kids this year so they won't tear up your house again. And he's like, no, I'm not going to give them nothing or whatever. So, like, literally, like, he's going to the door to answer every time they ring, but just to tell him, mess, like, get out of here. There's no freebies and blah, blah, like, saying all this stuff, right? But one, the last kid he gets, right, he basically gets all the candy that his son bought him, his older adult son that had bought him the candy to give out. He takes all the candy that's in the bowl. He pours like honey on it and flour, like makes it all nasty. Then the kids, he's like, "Oh, you want something? You want a treat? A freebie? Here you go." He dumps it in that kid's bag, and the kid's like, "Man, like, what the fuck? Like, he just ruined his whole bag of candy. Like, it was fucked up." So then, some type of like, it's like a goblin or something. Yes, it is. It's a goblin. Yeah, and it fucking like starts to fuck with them or whatever. You know what I mean? And you're like, you don't really feel for him because you're like, man, you're like a real asshole. You know what I mean? But what's really cool is like, so you know, first episode is like witches, demons come out. Mm -hmm. This one has a goblin. Mm -hmm. Kareem is playing like a genie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's it's weird shit like that. that Not your traditional, you know. No, it's like not even Twilight Zone. Yeah, you know, kind of shit, you know. Where that was more like scenarios, right? Yeah. That like fuck you up, yeah. where you're like, oh, this is like where awesome. like the shit actually was real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so this episode, I'm gonna tell you, was written by Malcolm. Um, let me see, Michael McDowell. Do you know his name, CM? Michael McDowell, Michael the McDowell, song? okay, okay, <laughs> Michael <laughs> McDowell. That's uh, Michael. <laughs> shit, I forgot his fucking name. Shit, I got the wrong one. <laughs> Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. <laughs> I'll always remember that scene in the last 40 yeah. year, 40 year yes. old version. Like, if she plays Michael McDonald one more time, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> so, do you recognize Michael McDowell? Apparently, I do not. not okay. Michael McDowell. I know uh, Roddy McDowell. So, he is best known. He's written a lot of other stuff, but this he is best known for writing the screenplay of Beetlejuice. No shit. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> so, that who is that? Is who that is? Which another one is? You know, Beetlejuice is another of your, uh, you know, what, he's a poltergeist, right? Bio exorcist, he calls himself, <laughs> but he's himself like some type of ghost. He did write mean? an episode for Tales from the Crypt, "A uh, Lover Come Hack to Me." Ooh. And was it you or was it Joe that told me about this show? A show called Monsters. That had to be Joe because okay, that was Joe. Then so he wrote two episodes for that. He wrote two segments for the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Okay, and he wrote the screenplay for Thinner. Oh, nice! Which, if you ever seen it, that's Love a really that good one. movie. That, we that really, cover that. yeah, that's a really good movie. Let's so, cover Thinner just so. so we can watch oh, it. and he did write an amazing uh, stories episode as well. Mm. Okay, so check out this one. I watched Double Eight Season One. It's toward the end. It's called Bigelow's Last Smoke. So what I read on one of the lists was that this was based on a Stephen King story, which is a Stephen King story that I know very well because it is probably one of my favorite Stephen King books called Night Shift. And in that story, hmm. in, in that book, the story is called Quitters, Inc. It's basically, they they actually did do it in the Night Shift movie where the guy's trying to quit smoking is and he keeps getting tortured. Uh, in, the, in that movie version, yes. But this story is pretty much identical. Wow. And they said it was based off the King story. Remember, he wrote a lot for Playboy well, before. It says so. here, this one was written by Michael McDowell. Uh, interesting. But I wonder if it's like hmm. maybe based on like the This King was from story. 85. Because Double A, if you see it, it's exactly yeah. that. It's no, no. And, and that's a really great. It's like a really extreme way to get someone to quit smoking. Like, 
like uh you know torture you know shocks everything yeah. you know taking all your stuff like pretty much the guy wakes up in, a, in an exact replica of his house imagine That's what he, says. In your yeah, bedroom, he wakes but up in not... a replica of his apartment outfitted with alarms and bars on his windows yes he is overseen by Dr. Synapsis, mm-hmm. an addiction counselor who tells Frank that he will only be allowed to leave his prison if he quits smoking on his own. Yeah. And so they're not really like hurting him at first, but they're like taking things from him. Like soon he doesn't have like any comforts. By the time you sit there, there's no bed, no so nothing. The doctor uh, is played by Sam Anderson, who is the principal from Forrest Gump, if you remember. <laughs> the, the one oh. that Sally Field uh, sleeps with. <laughs> that's that a- that's uh yeah, the <laughs> that one. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I, I do. I recognize his Astro somewhere too. <laughs> so that was a pretty cool episode because I always like that Quitters Inc. story. Uh yeah, you know? that's very extreme. That's a really extreme one. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's kind of like a different kind of story. Yeah. You know, we've already mentioned one where it's like this weird kid shows up to like this dude's like work and tells him like, "Hi, Dad," and he's mm-hmm. like, "What the hell?" Like. I'm- who are you? It's like I'm your son. Talk about a fucking freak you out, yeah, bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so like he goes mad, you know. So there's and, and the kid like does it to like the next fucking guy that for some reason that's successful. Like yeah. these guys are like really successful at like what real estate? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's real estate. It's selling yeah. houses, and yeah. he's like a recovering alcoholic. Like this guy is doing good. He he has a badass job. He stopped drinking. Like every he just got a house. Like everything's going great for him, and all of a sudden, like this fucking like owner like the boss like throws like this kid this kid that comes out like nowhere uh he's almost like a supernatural kid or something right you know right and fucks him up and like but he, what's weird he is destroys he his home, whole life yeah he goes home and the wife is like you don't remember your son and like the other son like everyone knows it but him which is like that's what the part that we're about like is the, now that you mentioned it's like is the wife in on it and the other kid <laughs> it was weird and it was a weird episode i kept telling jess i was like watch they're gonna end up breaking out like a family photo and be like look you fool but they never did that no. so it's almost like was no. he right you know what i mean but but he comes back yes the, the next, next salesman and the same thing happens with the kid and it's right after the boss like offers him a drink he's like hey you want to drink and he does the same thing at the beginning he's like he's like oh well i poured two well i guess i have to drink both or whatever and it's like, man, he just like lets these guys get good sales, and then he fucking like, yeah, know, fucks them up or whatever. And then know? there's like this other episode that me and TM were talking about, and maybe this is where the Simpsons got this one episode from. Uh, it's these two millionaires, uh, mm-hmm. Duncan Williams and his longtime acquaintance Jack Blaine. Uh, Duncan offers Blaine one million dollars to buy his soul. Yeah. Uh, when Jack ends up dying shortly after, Duncan races to claim his soul, but faces a troubling complication when another party becomes interested as well. Yes. Uh, a weird episode. Again, uh, Simpsons did it with Bart and Milhouse, where Bart writes, you know, Bart so and gives it to Milhouse. Which know? is funny because like later at one point, like you see like fucking Milhouse like playing in the sandbox, like with the soul on the paper, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, hey, blah, yeah. blah, me and Bart's. And he's like, hey, give me my soul back. He's like, oh, we're having fun or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck, Milhouse? You're like, weirdo. <laughs> But what's funny in this is that these two guys are assholes because they're talking to each other about like all the shit they did. Like the mm-hmm. one day he's like, oh, I remember when you scammed your partner and blah, blah. And like, you know, he had that accident. So when the one friend dies and he wants his, he he's, um he's telling them he wants the friend to keep the soul, I think, because he's saying like, no, you keep it. You keep it because this yes. other guy wants it. Yes. Who you assume is like, you know, but then that motherfucker ends up dying or whatever too, I think mm-hmm. in the process of trying to keep the other guy. So, so then like you see like the, the, it's just a man, but you know, you assume he's like the devil, like you get that impression, and he like reaches in to grab the soul, and it's mm-hmm. just like this green gasp, it looks pretty cool, or whatever, because it looks like he's kind of grabbing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one was it was a was a pretty cool one. I was like, oh, it's kind of twisted or whatever. 
Um, but before we get into the movie, let me talk about my my last, my favorite episode. Uh, you know, and again, this is, when I say this, just like what tells me, of the ones I've seen that I could remember. This is the one I told you guys I found accidentally that I always thought was an Outer Limits. I knew it was from an anthology show, but I couldn't remember what it was from. So this comes That's from, so cool that you found it. I mean, yeah. How did, you, how did you even come up, like, what made you even watch this one? Like, uh, first well, like, why did you pick this one? So what I did was, what I, what I, the one that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, yeah. was I would, I, like I told you, I was like, I was kind of feeling like, yes. I was like, eh, these are yes. feeling a little flat. Mm-hmm. So I went to these lists. Like I said, yes. Ranker, Screen Rant, typically have good uh-huh. lists. But this other one came from, I think it was called like Invictus, or in, which is a movie, I think. That's not what it's called. In, in something. I don't know what it okay. was. But they, I was like, okay, several people had done articles on the 10 best tales from the dark sides. So I went to this one and I was like, just scrolling, like what's the episodes were like, if they seem, and I was, and I saw it. And the episode is called, it's called, um, comes from season three uh my ghostwriter the vampire and uh-huh. and i was like oh damn and they had a picture of the man which i always remembered was the vampire or whatever and i was like oh damn i didn't realize i was a tale from the dark side i thought it was like from outer limits or something else or whatever i knew it was in color but i couldn't remember which one it was from it's got to be like maybe episode like 15 uh, AA 14 or 14 okay um i don't know if you want to tell us a, a, the write-up or whatever yeah uh so it says uh talentless <laughs> vampire novel author Peter Prentice, played by Jeff Connolly. Let me see. Oh, shit. It's uh, the dude from Greece. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Kanicki. Oh, nice. And, and he was on Taxi. <laughs> uh, known for stealing ideas from his assistant and yes. ghostwriter Jane, discovers Count Draco, played by Roy Dietrich. Uh, let me see. And I thought he was a pretty good uh, a vampire guy. It looks like he's a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. a musician. Uh, let me see. It says he has some film work. Let me see if I know from anything. They made him look very countly, double A. So he has the cape with the high collar. He's got a little medallion. It said he's in Mada- Amadeus. Okay. Uh, the deck. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Not Celiaries. Yeah. Uh, Mozart's deck. Okay. It's oh, been a while since okay. I've seen, but okay. I need to so, rewatch on that too. Okay. So, uh, who is an actual vampire who had been slumbering in the coffin he bought for inspiration? Yeah. Peter, the author, makes a deal with Draco. Offering him sanctuary if he helps provide material for his failing novels. Yeah. So what happens is kind of weird, right? Like you see the beginning starts out, and it's him and the assistant talking, who's like this sexy British woman. Which and, they don't say who it is. Yeah, and so she's there, and she's dressed really eighties, whatever. And he's like, <laughs> blah blah. What about this? And then the vampire dies with a stake in the heart, and she's like, she goes, "You killed a guy with a stake in chapter ten and in chapter 14. Uh, she's like, "You're doing the same thing." Yeah. And he's like, "Come on, that's how you kill everyone." She's like, "Why don't you use holy water? Why don't you use silver?" And he's like, "Silver is werewolves. That's not like like he's like telling her whatever." She's like, "Okay, fine, that's or whatever." True, right? Yeah, but huh. we, we do see it have effect on vampires at times. You know I mean, so you know, the rules always change. So. so, real quick, what I always liked about I think it was Dracula three thousand with Gerard uh-huh. Butler. Yeah, the movie's not that great, but I like how they say it's Judas. Yes, Judas is the first vampire. That's why silver that, hurts him. Silver hurts him because of the the deal. Yeah, sunlight because he hung himself during the day. Oh, um, let me see. It was that. It was the silver. The, the crosses because obviously he betrayed Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, I think that was why. Like those things. That's pretty vampire, cool, right? Yeah, I was like, wow, that's actually very ingenious. I yeah. was like, wow, how come no one has ever put that together before? See, you you know, you talk about this movie, and you always say it's not that good, but every time you talk about it, I'm always like intrigued. Like I'm like, oh, but that's that like shit. really cool because I think that's yeah. what they like. Like they show like a flashback of him doing it. I was like, silver? Does he sold out Jesus for silver? Yeah, the wood, the cross. Why it hurts? Because he betrayed Jesus. Absolutely. The sunlight. It hurts him because he fucking killed himself during the day. During the day. You know? I was like, wow. 
That's that is very fucking cool. amazing. That's very cool. <laughs> um, how is the Dracula? He's good, right? Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. And you said he did a good Dracula. Yeah, I, mean, I like, yeah. I like okay. Gerard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so it says here, eventually, Peter's latest book, 900 Years of Darkness, becomes yes. wildly successful. Yes. But Draco begins growing bitter when he's refused his royalties. <laughs> yeah. So that part's kind of funny, right? So, like, well, let me tell you real quick, Double A. So, like, first, like, you know, he, he talks with the assistant. She, like, was like, all right, we'll go ahead and kill the last guy with the stake, whatever. She leaves. So he's there, right? And this vampire appears on his like balcony or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, well, how the hell did you get up there or whatever? And then he's like, what you're <laughs> writing is rubbish or whatever. And he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, well, you know, who are you? you know, everyone's a critic. Something happens because then he like, like turns to vapor. And then he appears inside the apartment, which me and Jess were like, but well, he didn't get invited in. Again, the rules always change, right? Mm -hmm. So he's inside, right? And he tells him, he's like, look, he's like, I need it. The sun's almost coming up and I need a place to stay or whatever. And he's like, I know you have this, uh, this little hiding spot where the guy has a safe behind like a hidden wall. He's like, let me sleep in there or whatever for the night. And then I'll give you 900 years of, of true vampire stories. So the guy's like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, let's do it. So, you know, they, they collab and then the book becomes successful. But then right away, like you said, Draco is like, it's like, you know, look at you over here. Like you're, you know, he fires the assistant. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't need you no more. He's like, I don't mm -hmm. need anybody. And right there, like the vampire's there. And he's like, you don't need anybody, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you already gave me the goods. So like, what <laughs> do I need you for or whatever. So he's like, all right, well, you know, you're going to, you're going to be sorry or whatever. You know what I mean? So he goes to go to his coffin to go to bed, but he laid out some silver, so, uh, sil ah. silverware in there. And he's like, take it out, take it out. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do nothing or whatever. He's like, you know, you just get out of here, find some other place to sleep in the sewer or something, right? Yeah. So he's being a real dick, right? So Draco, obviously, like being a vampire, is like, no, oh, fuck you. Like, I'm going to muscle you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, picks him up by the throat. Well, he somehow gets away. And then he, like, he he flashes open the curtains. And the sun hits him. And he doesn't, like, die or whatever right away. He's like, man, you think that I'm going to, I've been around 900 years. And I have been dealing with, you know, I'm going to lose to some loser like you. So he, <laughs> he gets him, like, by the arm, right? Like, he's going to, like, has his arm, like, he's going to break it. And he's got, he gets him to get the silver out. Except he happens to get away with one fork. And he stabs him. And then, like, he stabs him over and over. So then he's, like, dying or whatever, right? And he's in the sun, too, at this point. So he dies, turns to ashes. So he sweeps him up, puts him, he puts his, just his ashes in the coffin or whatever. And this is the part that always stuck in my mind. So later on, the woman comes over and she's like, man, I'm suing you or whatever. You know what I mean? She's like, you know, she goes, I don't believe that you wrote that book by yourself. She goes, because you're a hack. Like, you know, all the other books you wrote was because of my help or whatever, right? So in the process of her uh, talking to him or whatever, she says she sees that little door is open and she sees the coffin in there. And she's like, what the fuck? Like you had to like, well, now you got a coffin in here or whatever. And he's like, all right, look, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like uh, Draco was like a real guy or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and she's like, well, I had no way I knew, I knew you couldn't write that shit by yourself. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, I also found like this knife you left in there. Like it was like, it was just in there, whatever, but it's sharp. It cut me or whatever. And he's like, what? It cut you. So the blood had dripped earlier in the, in the, uh... in the show. Draco tells him, he goes, what people don't know is that vampires, they really are immortal. Like, even if they get disintegrated to dust, he's like, he says the tears of a woman mm. or 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 blood dripped on the ashes will bring you back to life, which I thought was a cool. I was like, oh, I've that's kind of that cool. Before. Where have I seen that before? I don't know where that comes from. That was new to me, but I was like, man, that's pretty cool. He's also oh. wearing, like, a unique medallion. Underworld. Oh, really? When they wake up Victor, they drop blood. She cuts her, her yeah. head. Yeah, and, and it's it kind of going in his mouth. Because he's all fucking, like, like withered, ugly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it drips, and then all of a sudden, he goes back to life. And he's looking wow. like the, he's looking like the Baron, fucking from, uh, yeah. from uh, what we yeah. do in the shadows. Uh, Wow, maybe that's where they got that from. 
maybe. So, wow. so then, like, right then, he does what he should have done in the beginning. He just fucking grabs that guy, like, fucking bites into his <laughs> neck. But right then, that the chick is there, and he's coming towards her. He's like, I don't normally kill uh, except for food. He's like, but you're here, and I gotta kill you now. So she's she came from being out. So she's all dressed up, right? She, she's a fox. I wonder if I don't have her name. She opens up her 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 shirt. And she's got all these like uh silver like bangles on. What is the episode called again? Uh, my ghostwriter the vampire. My ghostwriter the vampire. So he shuns away, right? Like shit, the silver or whatever, right? And she's like, "Look, I'll make you a deal or whatever. Like, you know, like like collaborate with me or whatever, and we'll work together." And then he's like, "What's the royalties or whatever? The split?" And she's like, 50 50 down the middle." And he's like, "All right, I like the sound of it, or whatever. Now, now, now cover up." So she covers up. She takes off her silver earrings, or whatever. And then it's so funny because right then, like they're hugging, and he goes towards her neck, right? Like he's gonna bite her, and she doesn't move. She's kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like. He's gonna Ooh. like she's gonna turn me right, and instead he gives her a kiss on the neck, and then he gives her a kiss on the cheek. He goes, "A kiss is much better than a handshake or whatever." And she's all like, "Ooh, like ooh la la," right? But then it's like extra corny because he grabs these fucking sunglasses out of nowhere and he like puts them on and he like smiles this like vampire fang grin, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like me and Jess were laughing. I was like, "It was kind of a good end, except for that little cheesy end part." But it was kind of cool, and I was like, "Why the fuck does he want royalties or whatever?" Her like, name is Jilly Mac. Okay, okay. She is an English actress. Oh, uh, yeah. She sounded very English and in the episode. I don't recognize no, her. It anything. says she's coming out on an episode of Frasier. Okay. An episode of Magnum P.I. Okay. Uh, an episode of E.R. <laughs> One of these that's just been like in like a kind lot of, of stuff. Just, yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool when you see they have a lot of work, right? But yes. you're just like, you know, they just yes. maybe didn't get like a big role. But she, she, to be working consistently. Oh, uh, she's, uh, she's actually married to Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh no shit yeah wow okay well, there you go all right See? yeah so and she was with this uh, account or whatever to help her writing career so i mean uh i just remember it being a really fun episode it was a vampire episode it's stuck in my in my memory yeah, and those are always fun you know yeah. those, it's like uh you know i was watching a quantum leap episode and uh they actually had a, a vampire uh episode which i was like i had never seen this before mm-hmm. ever and it was a uh, like the dude actually like Sam looks in the mirror because the dude doesn't have any mirrors. He thinks he just thinks he's a vampire fanatic. Yeah. There's no fucking reflection. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. oh and then he like he leaps into another body. But I was like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you guys have heard me say before, like, I love vampire stories. So like, I super love that one. It stuck in my mind. I was glad I got to watch it again today. And again, I, I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed it before. So one of my favorite episodes is, and I, I just realized it right now, uh, it's based on a 1983 short story by Stephen King. Okay. Uh, the word processor of the gods. Yeah. And this one stars Bruce Davison. Uh, if you don't know him, he's Senator Kelly from the X Men movies. Oh, nice. Um, he's married to like a really bad woman and has like a shitty son. Uh, somehow he gets a word processor. That's from his deceased nephew. Uh, like the, the his brother like got into like a real. He was like a jerk, like a jerk off. But he he dies and like the wife dies and the the nephew dies. Somehow the nephew, though, his spirit is in this word processor. And pretty much anything he types comes true. Oh, badass. Um, oh, those stories. I yeah. like that. But it, it's it's kind of weird. It's, 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 I don't know. It's weird. So, like, he really loved his brother's wife. But he always said oh. that. He said the brother treated her like shit. Okay. Okay. And he was like, I wish my nephew could have been my son. Because my son's like an asshole. Right, Fuck. so he kind of gets rid of his son, and he gets rid of his wife, and he brings the the dead one back, and the nephew, and wow. he like takes that family as his own, and it's kind of <laughs> like, 
it, it was cool because of what he was typing, what he was changing, and shit like that. But I was like, I didn't know how I felt about that ending. It was kind of yeah, like it's kind of it was kind of like when I when I was delving into the X Men comics, and uh, I finally read that in the classic story of Cyclops. He's married to Madeline Pryor, has Nate, he has Cable, yes, already. And who was like another redhead, right? Well, it's it's a, it was a clone. The clone, that's right. She was the clone. But you right. didn't know this yet. Yeah, you, you, that's not going to come until later. <laughs> what happens is that Gene finds. I mean, Cyclops finds out Gene is still alive, and she's here. Like she's in, like in New York or somewhere. She, like they found her. Mm-hmm. He like gets all emotional. Well, he decides to leave his family. He leaves Madeline. He leaves Nate wow. to go back with Gene. And I was like. Wow, like this actually happened like in the comments. Like I was like blown away. I was like, holy shit. And and then you know, come to find out that was a very controversial story that Claremont wrote. But I was like, would it be that controversial? I mean, how many people probably have actually done that where they leave their family for like an old flame? And it's kind of like and, and they try they tried making it where it was like, you know, it was Mr. She was a clone of Jean, Mr. Sinister made her and nah. all that stuff. But I was kind of like nah. Wow, it's like you were a dick. You know what? You know who's a big proponent for Cyclops (laughs) is Jerry D of Totally Right. Yeah, he's a huge Cyclops. I love Cyclops too. Uh, Great. Uh, Well, I did. (laughs) No, I mean like Dig, but you know, just like he's he's just iconic. He he is. He he's iconic. But I remember when I was reading that, I was like. Wow, like holy shit. That's fucked up. Cassie. That is fucked yeah. up. I was like, wow. I, I gotta bring that up to Jerry when we mean you and him cover that X-Men. Uh, yeah, because he actually like, know about that. Jerry, because, oh, he definitely knows that was huge. Like, yeah, I, I read like there was like whole things of people hating Cyclops' character after that. Like, hating it. Like he just like bye guys. Like, I'm fucking leaving because he had retired. He left X-Men. He had left the group and he was living like in who's leading at this time? Magneto's leader Storm. at this time? Storm. Oh, Storm. Yeah. yeah, which was great. Storm was. Stars are great. Love those that. Great issues. I will take. Are, I will take that. Yeah, those were great issues when she was leading the team. She even beat Cyclops one on one. Yeah, she assumed ass. the the leadership position. She she beats his ass. Yeah, they went old school with that. Yeah, they know? did fight for leadership. Yes, they did. And Cyclops gets all fucking pissy. And, well, didn't you see that post Jerry put in the group? He's like, Sykes a badass, and he was like, kind of showing like some stuff that he had done. And I was like, I'm not gonna this lie. This is a see, cool little see, Cyclops I'm not, post. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. See, if if Marvel did snag um, Henry Cavill. That's really the only character I can see that's kind of like in a high position for Henry Cavill to be put in. Interesting. Would be Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Not Captain Britain. No. Please do not waste that guy on a fucking no. Captain Britain. He has to be a Cyclops. Where Cyclops, if they do do that, a 10-year run with mm-hmm. X-Men would be outstanding. He'd be like right there. Especially if they do Dark Phoenix, Cyclops would be a centerpiece with Wolverine and Gene. That'd be a, that'd be a badass. Like if Henry Cavill would be that leader, he he could be that new Captain America kind of leader. You know what I, I mean? It would be interesting to see. I, I don't know. If that's where I would first put. And Cavill, then a buff but, fucking yeah, you know, yeah, Cyclops. You know, th- you would be like, oh shit, him and Wolverine going at it together. You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, what Wolverine's gonna punch that guy in this stomach? I'm like, no way, man. He's but he a... looks like he'd be that typical, you know, the freak that Cyclops is always there's seen no, as. Right? There's the, no way you can get like freak, you yeah, know, leader. But like, you know, they keep saying they want like that Taron Edgerton. Or whatever, like there's no way I see that guy punching no. Henry Cavill in the and stomach, like, you know, like really punking him, you yeah, know. Gene's I'm like, gonna leap him 
for you. No, <laughs> I don't think he's too up there, can't he? Like, you need like a Hugh Jackman to be like, okay, I can see where G will want to fuck Hugh Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> over I can, Henry Cavill. I can see Hugh Jackman punching. Uh, I, I you know, know Henry we're Cavill off. I know stomach. we're far off, but this this is for that episode, the word processor. Like, you know, he fucking erases his family. Yeah, it ties in. It's got Senator Kelly in there, so and, and it's, it's got it's Senator an Kelly. Story. Yeah. It's an X-Men story here. We're still there. We're still there. It's got Senator Kelly. Where, yeah, I mean. Yeah, Lee, like the wow, that is pretty dark. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever watch the movie Mr. Destiny? James, yes, I James did. Belushi? Yes, I love yes, that movie, but I, I never he, liked that. You know, he was like all gassed up over Rene Russo, even though he had yes. the Hamilton. Yeah. But then when he gets what he wants, the wish from Michael Caine, yes. the spilt milk, mm-hmm. he still starts like going after Linda Hamilton. Like he yes. wants to go see what she's up mm-hmm. to. And meanwhile, I'm like, you got what you, you got what you want. And now yeah. I'm like, now you're hurting this chick's yes. feelings. Like I'm like, what an asshole or whatever. So it was like, you know, it kind of had to go back oh, to that's, normal that's or whatever. Yeah. That that's a deep one. I like that movie. Joe, lucky. Mr. Destiny? Watch that one. Mr. Destiny. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I actually have that on DVD. I, do you? See? <laughs> yes, I okay. do. Yeah, my wife it. showed me that. <laughs> I need to see if I can get me a copy. But of yeah, that I mean, it was just kind of like, it's a weird story. It is just Stephen King. I didn't get to watch story. it. I want to watch that it's one. It's on now. the first season. It's on episode yeah. eight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch that one. But I was like, wow. But it's like, it's that kind of like shit, like right there that you're just like, that's what kind of separated Tales from the Dark Side from like a Tales from the Crypt or a Twilight Zone or an Outer Limits yeah. or, you know, anything else that was going on around. And there was a lot of anthology. Uh, anthology shows twilight zone came back yeah. in the 80s uh i think outer limits came in the late 80s or early 90s i can't remember but uh, it also based on like a 60s show too wasn't there a 60s outer limits oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. remember when it did come back right it oh, came right, back right. like yeah. in the 90s i remember for sure which is another spooky opening you know do not do adjust not, yeah. your television the horizontal the maybe we'll save some of those for next year the other anthology shows um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good one, Double I, I, I want to watch that one. Um, that since I still have, uh, I still have your Tales from the Crypt and, and the, the Holtz, uh, uh, Tales from the Dark Side here. But, um, what do you think, man? Any other ones you want to speak on, or do you want to get into the movie a little bit? Yeah, let's get into the movie. So, this, like, again, it was a you know, pretty much took place from 84 to 88, for mm-hmm. a good majority of the 80s, 90 episodes. Again, it was supposed to be Creep Show. Uh, that's the cool thing about this. I wonder how it would have been if it was Creep Show. Yeah. Uh, under Romero's direction, I, I agree. not the Creep Show under Greg Nicotero. Would it have leaned more horror heavy? You think probably? I don't know. I really would have liked to have seen what his direction would have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like you know, maybe calling it something else. Maybe gave him more freedom. You know how there's always bands that talk about that. Like you know, that's why I like a lot of lead singers always want to leave because it's kind of like well. It, it's kind of like if uh, Tom O'Reilly from Slayer was like, well, you know, I kind of want to do like this country album, but I can't really do it because I'm in Slayer, you yeah. know, or uh, Nurgle from Behemoth. You know, my, you know, Will loves his country albums, mm-hmm. you know, his country, really? yeah, his okay. country Western albums. Like, and that dude's like a, a death metal, uh, no, black metal singer, you know, that like he all of a sudden was just like, I want to play country music or like that country, like Outlaw country yeah. kind of music you know i'd love to hear that now just out of the curiosity well, i think he played of, it for you with, with the, the oh and i liked it with the, like the it? singer from ghosts i don't know if it was that one or yeah i think i did remember that it's song like, yeah. uh the man in, in something i can't yes I, can't remember I, what it, I remember hearing it i remember being like this is pretty badass yeah because yeah. he remembered that you like that kind of music yeah you know but it or it's like mike nets when he did his two solo albums he's kind of like well you know social distortion is punk you mm-hmm. know uh so maybe it's kind of like that maybe it was kind of maybe Maybe calling it Tales from the Dark Side maybe opened it 
for him more yeah. where if it was creep show well you know what i kind of have to keep it kind of horror base yeah what tells from the dark side i can do anything and even dark side makes you kind of like feel like it's scary and it definitely opens scary but it says it's like there's another world is what it kind of says like there's like a it's kind of like like how we did this know? podcast like we could have easily had just made this like a, a comic podcast and we and talked we, about that and we could have been happy just doing mm -hmm. issue after issue but we're like you know what that's gonna corner us and after a while, we're going to want to talk about other shit. And, you know, we're just like, let's leave it open where we can talk about anything that me and CM like. Yeah. If there's something that CM wants to talk about, you know, and I've never seen it, I'll watch it, you know? Yeah. And it, it was like, it was off limits. Like, nothing is off limits for this show, what we talk about, you know? Yeah, we've done sports. We've done other stuff yeah. that we consider, you know, we so say we can pop keep culture, doing but... this, you know, where we can keep doing this over right. and over. Like, this whole month was already set up. You yeah, know, because we had so much shit that we could talk. We always about. say how much we admire guys like Jerry D that does Totally Ride Christmas because it's Christmas, but it's Christmas in the eighties. So it's like he's got he's I mean he's got ten years worth of stuff to do, <laughs> but it's still like you know like, like shit. You know what I mean? It's got to be it's ten years of Christmas. It's so it's, it's ten Christmases. You know what I mean? You know from eighty to you know eighty nine or whatever. But you know he goes a little bit into the nineties early nineties. But it's still like we're like man. We know that me and Double A, like, we're like, we're glad we didn't do that to ourselves because we, Jerry does it masterfully, but I don't think we yes. could have done that. Uh, you know? It'd be kind of hard. And I know for sure I would have been like, man, you know what? Like, hey, hon, how you doing? Hey, Jess is here. This is a great picture, by the way. Look at that. I, I would have told him, <laughs> like, man, we shouldn't have done this. I was like, I would have been like, fuck, we, you know, because now I can't talk about this. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so I'm, uh, you know, that's why we did it like that. Maybe that's what he did for him. Who knows? I don't know. Absolutely. Maybe, you know, because he was, this is a guy that's known for zombies, mm -hmm. like one genre mm -hmm. that he's like known for, you know, and I, I bet this kind of allowed him to branch out a little bit, you know? No, totally. A uh, great job, hun. Also click, click, click. Okay. And this is the part of the show where I stopped being able to talk. Great job clicking the link, hun, because I often tell people that if they would like us to see their picture, if you don't want to look like this Facebook user and you want to look like this with a great picture in your name, uh, click the link uh, to allow StreamYard permission. Uh, we'd love to uh, see your face and know your name. Uh, hun, regarding uh, Tales from the Dark Side, she says, uh, click the title at the top of the post. It will take you to the StreamYard. Then oh. uh, click to let accessible. Thanks, Super easy. Thank you, hun. <laughs> uh, Jess, what did you enjoy, not enjoy about In Tales case from you the Dark Side? Uh, Jess is the co-creator uh, of our... Of the logo. Oh. There, there it is right there. See that? She really... Did a great job. No, this we, is the picture I hope YouTube gets, but it's not going to get this picture because <laughs> we couldn't. Uh, our my drawings look like shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, literally, we were like, we went with her. We looked at several mics. We were like, a mic, hun, and then like this, and then she drew it. I still have the original drawing, and then uh, we worked with our buddy Justin Martin to take it from that for Jessica's drawing to this kind of more like logo-ish looking logo that we have here now and and this is the great one with the qr code in the middle which i always get a lot of props for which thank you so much i appreciate that so you know we're trying to always get that marketability but we are talking tales from the dark side tonight and just want to know what did you think what were the episodes that stuck with you about tales from the dark side and yes you're very welcome and thank you for providing us with the amazing logo one that sticks with everyone were there episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, hun, that you loved? What did you think about the movie? We got to watch a little bit of the of the movie earlier together. Uh, we watched, obviously, almost all the episodes that I talked about tonight together. Uh, I really want to watch the one Double A said, The Word Processor of the Gods, the Stephen King story. Uh, but this came a few years after, right? The late 1990. Yes. Uh, 
Oh, oh okay. yeah, we're gonna get to that. That is my Which absolute we're gonna favorite one right from the movie. Yeah, this came out. So the show ended in '88. This one came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by John Harrison, mm-hmm. who it says he's best known for his collaborations with director George Romero. Okay, uh, and for writing, directing the miniseries adaptation of Dune. Uh, I think that came on Sci-Fi. Hmm. That version. Thank you for the Shiner Bach, too, honey. I appreciate uh, it. Let me see. So it says this John Harrison, the director, was a composer uh, for Creepshow, Day of the Dead. That's the one I was thinking about. Uh, he directed this one. Uh, and Jess is mentioning the, the freaking cat when she says it was haunting the man again from the movie. But, honey, what did you think about the episodes? Some of the any of the episodes that we watched in particular that stuck out to you? I talked obviously about the old man with the with the Halloween candy, I talked about the trick or treat one with the other old man that was scaring the kids and the, the IOUs. That was such a great story. Uh, were there, were there any in particular that we watched together that stuck out to you that you were like really liked or thought was freaky or, or weird or whatever? Uh, double A had something really cool to say, hun, about the one that we watched with the guy that remember, wasn't drinking, but then he had like the mystery kid and he didn't do that because double A was reminding me that like at the end of that, I remember it happens to the other salesman, like the kid is up there again. Mm-hmm. So we're like, was it the owner of the the it seemed like it that the real estate company was, yeah. that was like setting these guys up for disaster and were the families in on it because. They went home to their family. The first guy went home to his family and they were like, this is your son. You know, you're they're like in on it. And it's like here he thinks like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll go back to drinking since <laughs> obviously I lost my fucking mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, just as I like the one with the little uh, little mama, little girl who was made into one of the that fed on his students. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 one that uh, we talked about that uh, inside the closet. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, because she's a, she's a college student, the girl and the professor is like, oh, this is my daughter's old room or whatever. And he says that the daughter died. Uh, or no, no. He says the daughter grew up and went off to college oh, or okay, whatever. Okay. And he says the wife died or whatever. Oof. But at one point, like the daughter's like clothes appear in that closet. Like, it keeps opening and closing, whatever. But we're seeing the creature, but she's not. <laughs> not till the very end. You All know. Right. Uh, she says, "Yeah, I thought it was terrible." Okay, that one with the with the thing with the dude with the dude. Man. But again, that's an interesting twist when like double your money because you're like, because who is that hell? kid? What is he? Uh, and first out to the real estate guy or the or the whoever the fucking boss the is bosses that, yeah. that you're like, wow, like. Like your whole thing is to like ruin people's lives. Like, who, yeah. like, was it a demon? You know, I was like, yeah, wow. he, he, get, he, they do good on the sales. Then he tries to offer them a drink. They decline. He drinks both drinks and then he pretty much drives them nuts with yeah. like this kid yes. who their families are in on. Yeah. Cause that guy's family was in on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with thought, the drunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The drunk one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Um, but so again, so different thing about this movie, right? Double A, unlike the Tales from the Dark Side show where it's just like the the typical intro mm-hmm. outro which is a narrator talking but it's always the same and there's no setup then it just goes into the title card of the episode and then it goes yeah. into the episode this one has like a little like kind of creep showish yes, a, a story yes. around mm-hmm. the stories um and we see one of the the lawrence brothers you know yes Matthew lawrence. and uh-huh. of course we start out with the very famous, very yeah. beautiful Debbie Harry, uh, Debbie Harry yeah. uh, aka Blondie. So. Yeah. So her name is Betty, uh, who is a fluent suburban housewife and modern day witch. Mm-hmm. Plans a dinner party for her fellow witches. The main dish is to be Timmy, a young boy who she has captured and chained up to her pantry. To stall her from stuffing and roasting him, <laughs> the boy tells her three horror stories from the book she gave him titled Tales from the, Tales dark, from the side. dark Side. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a little different because it was like a setup. I remember thinking that was really cool. Um, oh, Jessica's back talking about the um, oh, so oh, she the goes, drunk. And she says, yeah, yeah that, that throws, throws you off. off. Yeah. 
uh, at the end. She goes, because the guys are obviously doing great. They were. They were like making sales and stuff, right? And they had quit drinking, right? So maybe he also only hires these former drunks. You I know what I mean? So, so somehow. She says, uh, yeah, what about the Halloween one? Uh, which one? Remember, we watched two Halloween episodes. Uh, the one with the very first one with the old man with the IOUs. Then we watched the other one with the old man with he was like he didn't want to give the candy and that goblin came from so there was i like that there was multiple mm-hmm. halloween episodes because mm-hmm. sometimes you want to watch very halloween yes. centric at this yeah. time but while you're thinking of that just uh back to the 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 movie yeah so the first story is called lot 249 mm-hmm. um what a cast yeah i was about <laughs> to read it right now so the lot 249 has steve Buscemi as edward billingham julianne moore as susan smith christian slater as andy smith Robert Sedgwick as Lee, and that's pretty much like the the boat. But it's kind of like wow. So I don't know how big Buscemi was in ninety. Uh, Julianne Moore too, kind definitely of, not but, big yet. But no. Christian Slater was, he was probably already, the, the yeah. big dog in that one because he had already done what would we say eighties movies by that point would have been Heather's. Okay. Of, of oh, you know what? This is pre Robin Hood though. Oh yeah. Pre Broken Arrow, Leaving the Cube. I'm trying to think what movies I really love, like Christian Slater. Heather's would have been the big one for sure. Okay, yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna click on her. Yeah, check on his. But Julianne Moore too. That might have been her, her first one. Yeah, because she didn't have much. uh, When I saw her today, I was like, oh, I forgot. I I totally forgot she was in this in that small role as his sister. I remember Buscemi being in it. Yeah, and again, this is pre-Reservoir Dogs for him. Yeah, because you know I mean? Reservoir so Dogs, he's not yet with Tarantino. Uh, so that's actually her first movie. Oh wow! Uh, Tells from, from the, the Dark, dark Side. side. Nice, that's her first movie. Just as the old man who hated the kids with the Goblin King. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Call him the Goblin King because that that Goblin was like you know kicking his ass. She says that one was legit. She says, uh, "Oh, and Buscemi looked kind of handsome. Yeah, he wasn't totally. <laughs> he he got got some sleep back then. Yeah, he was kind of handsome. That's just well, Christian Slater. She says, Christian Slater. Oh, yum. <laughs> yeah, uh, Christian Slater did have great hair. In Christina's like that too, Jess. She Lo- loves Christian Slater. Yeah, I love him. And I said he'd be one I I would love to true do. romance. True that'd romance. Be that, that'd uh, be the uh, fucking no 93. no for me. That'd be the movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I love him too in Interview with Vampire. You know what I mean, he's yeah. the, the interviewer. Yeah, brief. You know what I mean? But but yeah, he does great in that role. Uh, the Legend of Billie Jean. Uh, That's right. Heathers, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, the Wizard. Is that the Fred Savage one? Yeah. Is that that one? Yeah. Oh, he's in that. Gleaming the Cube. Like I said, it's like a skater movie. It's that like one, a I huge cult one. movie. Okay. For like skaters. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, so 90, it's probably like one of his big years. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Dark Side, Pump Up the Volume, and Young Guns 2. Oh, Young Guns. See, that's where we really like, you know, probably know. And so that us. came out. Like, so he had those three movies. And then yeah. the next year he did. Robin Hood, Mobsters, and Star Trek. I love it. I remember him in Star Trek. Yeah, Mobsters. He's lucky, Luciano. Obviously, he, that's Arkansas, a great movie. Mobsters. I love Mobsters. Mobsters is a great movie. Go check out our Mobsters episode if you haven't seen it already. But yeah, Arkansas Dave, right? Arkansas Dave Rudolph. Arkansas Rudibon. Dave Rudolph. He thinks he's fucking better than Billy the Kid. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. well, the Mexicans killed him for real in real life like that. They, I've seen pictures where they have his head on a stake. So Fuck. yeah, so that's pretty brutal. Uh, but yeah, yeah if, that's if, I, if, right if I was to ever meet Christian Slater, it'd be true romance. Yeah, definitely gotta go true romance, man. Nothing beats him being uh, um, Clarence, Clarence Worley. Clarence yeah. Worley. Clarence Worley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just also says uh, regarding Christian, love him and his acting. You know, so she real says, quick, think about this. Robert. Go back to her last comment. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and this is from him. I saw him in an interview. Mm -hmm. He says, like, about prior to maybe 91, 92, and think about it hard. He said that he was really trying hard to copy Jack Nicholson's mannerisms and the way he delivered his lines. And when I started thinking about it, like, from that point of view, I was kind of like, yeah, the way he does. His eyebrows, move, he does yeah. the eyebrows, whatever, like, the squinty shit. eyes. Yeah, like, that's interesting. He did the Jack Nicholson. I was like, damn. damn and kind of what do you think about it now, would right? He, would he be a good joker? He Not now. Been. He could have been. I know he, he had been a good. Do you think he would have been a better Louis than no? Brad Pitt's too good as Louis. Brad Pitt was way too good as Louis. Yeah, he's too good. As, there's a, there's good. like that ambiguity to him. You yeah, know what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Like, he's too good, especially in that Louis. one. It's just like, yeah, okay, he was too good. Um, but I feel for him at the end when he's scared, and I also feel for him when he wants to get bitten at first. He's like, well, why see, don't and you I turn think me? I think and his character is more like that, where he wants Louis to bite him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then he gets frightened. You know what I mean by the the dark gift. Uh, we haven't talked at all about that show, Double A. But uh, I, I, don't know uh, I think it's two episodes in. I think two episodes in. Yeah. yeah, we watched a little bit of the first one. Sandwich, she thought. I don't know. If she's yeah, uh, Justin also says she says when I saw him in the movie with Adam Sandler, wow, he looks bad there. Is that a new one? That might be one of the new ones. It might be right. I, I don't know. Uh, Christmas yes, later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I thought he was looking okay in that Mr. Robot, which wasn't that one ago. No, he looks, he looks fine. Uh, I like, just clicked yeah. on a picture of him because he is going to be in Willow. Oh, but she says, I think he's in his late 60s. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's he's okay. up there. Oh, no. That says 53. Oh, wow. So, so, damn. Makes you think. Fucking how young is that guy back in when he did Tales from the Dark Side or whatever? Yeah, he doesn't look terrible there. Yeah. Um, Jess oh, he was says, 21. Wow. wow! So he was young too with the other guys in young. Well, it was young because Kiefer was like twenty one in Lost Boys. I, I mean, yeah, he's younger than my dad. Like you know, like 50, 53 You said right now? Yeah, because he was born in sixty nine. That's crazy. Uh, just says, oh, yeah, I remember that. And she says, yeah, he did. On um, regarding the, I think she says, oh, they talked about that back then. Uh, and then she says, no, oh, Buscemi. Yeah, right, 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 right. Definitely. Um. Good stuff. I appreciate you hanging in there and listening in with us. But um, back to this tale, double A, lot 249, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, Buscemi has this lot. He gets cheated out of like a, a scholarship or a grant or something like that. Yeah, because uh, of the, I think because of Julianne Moore. Uh, yes. He goes, he has been cheated by two classmates, Susan and Lee, which I think Lee is the boyfriend, the boyfriend or the one that yeah. she's sleeping with, who framed him for theft to ruin his chances of winning a scholarship for which they were competing. As revenge, Bellingham, which is Steve Buscemi's character, reanimates a mummy and uses it to murder both. So he's like really super excited about this mummy. And he has like a manuscript, right? Some shit like that. Scroll. Awaken, scroll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I think him and, him and Slater are, are pretty cool with each other. Yeah, they're kind of okay. Yeah. Um, Susan's brother, Andy, which is uh, Christian Slater, kidnaps Bellingham, forces him to summon the mummy, then destroys it and burns its remains at what he believes to be a reanimation parchment. He considers killing Bellingham, but in the end, he cannot bring himself to commit murder. This is Christian Slater on Steve Buscemi. Mm -hmm. uh, however, Bellingham brings Susan and Lee back from the dead, having switched the reanimation parchment with a similar one and dispatches them to Andy's dorm, where they meet where they greet the terrified Andy by saying that Bellingham sends his regards. Yes. Fucking Steve Buscemi. Yes. And this is pretty cool. Uh, see, Jess says here, uh, the movie where the guy says, I took the first shots. Uh, Buscemi and Sandler comes out, yeah. like, in a lot. They come out in Airheads together. 
They come out in that's the right. grown ups movies Parents, together. Yeah, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's what that's the it's like grown ups because that's um David Spade that's like that where he's like he's like okay I took everybody's first shot like now oh okay and they're okay. all like we're not doing shots like we're old which we can all relate to now right we're like <laughs> oh and the waiting um, singer he comes uh, out yeah and waiting the waiting singer. singer too yeah yeah uh, and um fucking what is it uh <laughs> better man <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah um, for a lesson pop. So I thought this movie looked fantastic. Though, I did right? too. Great looking mummy. I was like, okay, where, can I get a mummy movie like this? Like this mummy looks really, really the, good. Oh, it, well, it's played by Michael Deek, but it, I can't click on him to see who that is. Oh, I wanted to tell you too. You know whose name I kind of kept seeing at at some of the credits mm-hmm. of uh, Tales from the Dark Side of the series. Gregory Nicotero. Ah, okay. But Tom as Sabini's, Gregory Nicotero, not Tom Gregory Nicotero. Guy. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, oh man, Mr. Yeah. Walking Dead. Like, yeah. you know, Gregory Nicotero is like the fucking Walking Dead, in my opinion. I mean, he's, I have, for sure, I totally learned to love this guy from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I think he has the best fucking looking zombies. It's like I said, uh, Sam, you know, um, so, you know, obviously Sabini from Dust of Dawn. And then mm-hmm. I saw, you know, in the special effects for Hateful Eight, it's Greg Nicotero. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, oh. so. And something that you can hear it on my episode that I guessed on with Lucky and Joe on their fourth bracket, uh, Halloween bracket. Uh, apparently, Tom Savini is the creep in Creepshow. Yeah, yeah that's hey, yeah. that's what that's what <laughs> Luck dropped that on us, and I was like, oh shit, Tom Savini is the creep. I was like, that's pretty great because the makeup is outstanding. I mean, I wonder so, if you know he did. So, it what do you think of this this uh, episode? I mean, it's like you said, it's Buscemi, it's you know Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Who's showing off like some pretty good chops yes, for her this yeah. being her first movie, you know. The, the only thing is is that everybody is really like not bothered by the, the deaths, the murders. Right. But I'm also like, I'm like, well, it's just because y'all are like rich white kids that like don't give a fuck. So you're just like, ooh, like a gruesome death. Did you agree with Buscemi or did you agree with Slater? Um I thought Christian Slater was in the right the whole time, you know, like you know, Buscemi well, fucked up for he, what he did. Yeah. But you she know. also goes there to plant that shit on him. Yeah. She stole something else. No, but she sucks. Yeah, yeah. she sucks. Yes. Um, it was. I was. I was. I was with Steve Buscemi up to the point when Christian Slater was like, "You killed my sister." Then yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, you, you, you crossed along with family, so now you like you fucked." Yeah. The, what I did like the desperate gruesome because the mummy first gets the guy, he gets the coat hanger, and he yes. gets hooked, and he sticks it, yeah. and then she comes home to find the bra- his brain in the fruit bowl, and she's very like. Unbothered by it. That's what I she, didn't like. I was Julianne like, Moore does, is okay. like, doesn't care about anything. Yeah, she doesn't. She, they're very like, you know, rich kids that don't give a fuck. Then when her death is rowdy because the mummy's stuffing the fucking flowers into her back or whatever, like, you yes. know, uh, <laughs> Slater because Pacific killed each other. Yeah, see, that's what I felt like. See, right when he tells him, he's like, he's like, you're gonna fucking burn me and all that. He's like, yeah, you killed my sister. Like, it was like, well, fuck, and, well, and his best friend, that yeah. guy was his best friend. She yeah. was like, that's a lot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, then you're kind of on his side. Um, how do you think this set up though the movie? You're you're watching it now, okay? Mm-hmm. You're watching it, you see the first episode. Mm-hmm. How do you think? Like, wow, like that's kind of brutal. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was very brutal. You know, uh when you look at creep shows, you know, they're pretty cool, but this one's pretty violent, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, it's pretty violent. Yeah, and Tess on the Dark Side, too. They're not like this oh, gruesome no. or whatever. No, 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 no. In fact, I watched one episode, it was a freaking Christmas episode, double A. <laughs> and the whole story is them like telling the kids this story, right? And I actually told that Jerry and, and Anthony should watch this. Uh, it was called, it was on season three, I think. I just want to tell you real quick because it was interesting. It was called um, Seasons of Belief. Season three, probably episode, probably episode 12, right? 
number one, the wife is like looks super young or whatever, but she's married to this like older dad. Well, the kids are like bored, right? On Christmas Eve, they start telling them this story, right? About this creature, right? They're like making it up. They're making it up as they go along. Well, at the very end, like, I guess it's like they've created like all this, like whatever, like, you know, mm -hmm. that the story is real, whatever. All you see is like the parents sitting there, whatever time. And like, there's this like crazy, like blizzard outside, whatever. These two giant fucking hands, you know, and of course, back then they built the things, they burst through the windows. <laughs> it grabs the heads of the parents. So you see that both the parents are like, ah, and you can see the hand on their heads. And it does like this. And it breaks both their fucking mm. necks. And the kids are just there scared. And it's supposed to be Christmas Eve. I was like, this shit is fucked up. Like I was like, there's no blood, but but I was like, they watched their parents' necks get snapped yeah. on Christmas Eve. I was like, this shit was a fucking dark one. And the hand yeah. looked nasty. It looked scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so um, I'm already in. I'm already in with the Debbie Harry stuff and the kid. Right. Like, let me tell that, you a story. And yeah. like, you know, and he's like, okay, he's trying to buy time, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, you know, let me. And you're like, all right. And then her too, you know, because she's kind of unassuming, you know, as being yeah. like evil, but yes. she is. Then she's yes. like, you start to get scared of her. Mm -hmm. So I'm already in with that. Then I thought the mummy was. Like, and I think great and, looking and, mummy. And I think it flashes to him too. Like I think she's like cooking and everything. And, yeah. You know, and and I think she's trying to tell him. Like he's like, wait, wait, wait. I I, I got another story. You're really gonna like this one, yeah. Right, so, yeah. That like one it is, goes into it, right? Yeah, and, and she, then it goes into the next door. Yeah, so he goes, This one's really like scary or whatever. So he's like, Okay, this is the scariest one, right? So then I always remember hating this story, the the hating it, hating it the most because I thought it was gross. Like, I was like, oh, Are you talking about this the cat, second story? Cat from hell, cat from hell. Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. Could so, be about double A's metal career, Cat from Hell. <laughs> so this uh stars William Hickey. If you don't know him, he's uh comes out of Uncle Lewis and Christmas Vacation. Mm -hmm. He does a voice for Dr. Finkelstein and Tim Burns, the nightmare. I did not Christmas. know that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh he comes out of My Blue Heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh let me see. How about a little episode we talked about last week, double A of Toast in the Crypt, yes, where he wants to get his body swapped, yeah. the one directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. yes. Uh, you wouldn't know him. He has like such a like distinct face distinct and face, like look, the, the voice. Like he's like a typical old man. I did not know he was Doctor Finkelstein from uh, Never That's so cool. We didn't talk about that last week. Is he dead? Though? Yes, oh. he died in 1997. The man looked ancient from when I very first. Yeah, he was only 69 when he did die. Oh, that's not old at all. No, it's not. But, but he, he could have played 70, 80, 90. Like how the fuck old is he supposed to be? In the movies we talked about right now, it's like he looks fucking old. You know, uh, what's really cool is that the other actor that's kind of like the main guy, mm -hmm. uh, is played by David Johansson. Do you know who David Johansson is? I do not. Lead singer of the New York Dolls, who became an no actor, shit. yeah, who became an actor for a little bit. Wow, fuck singing, huh? Uh, New York Dolls is a very legendary band. Uh, huh? they're kind of like glam before the glam came in. Oh, okay, uh, Kiss has cited them as a big influence. Uh, I've got to see them. Perform with opening, him, yeah. Opening for Motley Crue and Poison that was fucking amazing. Damn, I loved it. Uh, I remember the first time I saw him, he I saw him in Suburban Commando. Was it that one? <laughs> and was right a, away, you popped and were like, Fuck, New York. Well, no, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> oh, then, okay, but he, it was like a Hulk Hogan <laughs> movie. That's where I recognized him first, and I was like, Man, I, I, I go, and then when I saw him in New York Dolls, I was like, What the fuck? I was like the actor, yeah. And then I was like, "Holy shit!" He had this whole other career as a musician, you know. <laughs> wow, what a leading uh, both yeah. lives. I mean, there, New York right? Dawes is a, a all time great. I player. know that name because yeah. I hear that name all the time. Makes me wonder, right? Like if I uh, if I was to his show, I'd probably be like, "Fucking just the dark side, <laughs> right?" <The> fucking cat. <laughs> He'd be uh, like, oh, "Shut the fuck up." Man. <laughs> 
uh, uh, just as I think it's because the parents were telling them not to lie. Uh, in which one, uh, Jessica, you're talking about? She says, "Oh, and when they were saying, um, the, oh, oh, the 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 the, the, the Christmas one, the oh, Christmas okay, one, the, the grifter, glifter, the right glitter, whatever it was, it wasn't true." They were saying, like, then the character said, I am ah, real. Like, they okay. were like, because they were bored. So the parents were probably like, we're giving you a spook or whatever. And then, like, by, you know, as the story's getting spookier, the kids are kind of like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Because they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he hears you the more times you say his name and he gets close. You can do this. <laughs> so they're kind of like writing it up. So then before you know it, it's like, like I said, those just big hands come through. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's pretty wild. Okay. So the story of Cat from Hell, Good Drogan, who is portrayed by uh, William, uh, let me see, William. Hickey, uh, he is a wealthy old man who uses a wheelchair, brings in a hitman named Houston, who's played by David Johansson, for a bizarre hire. Kill a black cat, which Drogan believes is murderously evil. He explains that there are three other occupants of the house before the cat arrived, his mm -hmm. sister Amanda, her friend Caroline, and the family's butler, Richard Gage. And Richard Gage played by who, double uh, Man, Hector Salamanca. <sighs> Man, that was a hooker. Ringing his bell. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Uh, also Scarface. was in the Assassin and Scarface. Yeah, that Tony dispatches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man, you fucking kill kids and fucking women. And if you know him from My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 2. I do not know the him brother. from that. So. The brother of the gypsy <laughs> from Thinner. Man, this guy is playing a lot of, <laughs> of races there. He's getting that, you know. Uh, I wonder where he's from. Really, is he Puerto Rican or what? <laughs> uh, Drogan claims that one by one, the cat killed the other three, and he is next. Mm -hmm. His pharmaceutical company has killed 5,000 cats while testing a new drug. Yeah. And it's convinced. I had the... forgot about that part until today. I was like, oh, why was the cat like, you know. I was like, That's <laughs> And it's right. convinced that this black cat is here to exact cosmic revenge. Mm -hmm. Houston does not believe the story, but is more than willing to eliminate the cat since he is offering $100,000. But when Drogon returns to the house to see if the deed is done, he finds that the cat has killed Houston by climbing down his throat. The, the cat emerges from the hitman's corpse and jumps at Drogon, giving him a fatal heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So actually, his death was the <laughs> it, most it's peaceful. It's a funny one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that motherfucker was worried about getting killed by the cat. His He went with a heart attack, which was like good. Because the sister, the fucking cat trips her like at the top of the stairs. It fucking she falls down. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad. The fucking, uh, I forgot how she kills the friend. Double AD. Is that in there? How the friend dies? His sister Amanda on the stairs uh, is portrayed by Dolores Sutton. Okay, I don't know. Jesse, if you're still out there with us, do you remember how the friend dies? Carolyn. Okay, Carolyn is actually the librarian from the Ghostbusters movie. That's who I was thinking. Oh, yes, that's right. That's her. And it's funny because they're sitting around and he tells the hitman, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're a collection of like, rich rich people with like that are bitter and just there and they're dressed kind of like in like 1920s like they got like feathers and like <laughs> these hats and he's all in like this like three-piece fucking suit and he's in a wheelchair so i forgot how the friend I dies how it too. but oh, but he shit. kills he kills the sister on the stairs the cat so then the third guy so then at that point he's already like the old man is like like get rid of the cat yeah. he tells the butler mm -hmm. which i said hector salamanca from salamanca fucking, from uh, uh breaking bad and better call saw he's like take the cat in a fucking basket like go drown in a river get, get fucking rid of it or whatever right um takes her breath oh oh <laughs> like it's 
uh it sits on her or something like that or that suffocates like her i fucking can't remember i can't remember the, the friend or whatever but yeah it's like kind of like innocuous like you're like kind of at first like oh it's like an accident because like when it trips the sister you're like well, that could have just happened you know what i mean but this guy so he goes to take the cat right he has it like in a fucking picnic basket right the the, mm -hmm. the third day mm -hmm. and the cat gets out and it's in the car so he's driving right and it's like fucking dark whatever right when the lightning flashes and he sees the cat's on the fucking front of the thing <laughs> yeah. on the on the like the dashboard <laughs> yeah. or whatever right so he's like whoa what the fuck the cat well then it starts fucking scratching him so he's like swerving and he fucking wrecks the car and fucking dies i'm like what the fuck like you uh, know? he goes yeah he says that the cat goes in her room and takes her breath. oh okay i wonder I, I need to look at that that part again just for that part uh, of how she died she says, uh, as the cats are known to do, she says, I did not know that. That's why I probably don't like that animal at all. Fucking cats. Except you cats. Double A's my only. I, I didn't only get that. I don't know how I got that fucking name. I don't know. But either way, double A to me, but still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those that know outside. <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you know, you know. But anyway, so, yeah. So then, like, right away, like, the cat comes, like, while he's talking to the hitman, like, telling him, like, because the hitman's like, I don't fucking believe this. Yeah, it's stupid, right? $100,000 to kill a black cat. But he's okay. like, yeah, whatever, 100K. And he's like, you get the feeling he's like a mob hitman or whatever, yes. right? He brings like a yes. little case and all that. The cat gets in his lap and he's like, wow, this guy, he's like, why well, don't just strangle it right now or whatever for you? You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, okay. So he starts to kind of like squeeze. The cat fucking scratches his yeah. hand and he's like, he's like, He's like, I told you it's not going to be that easy or whatever. And he goes through a series of chasing the cat mm -hmm. around the house mm -hmm. and like going back and forth with the cat. And, and the old man leaves. He leaves him. Yeah, the old man's yeah. like, I'm going to go into the city. I'll come back later. Uh, you know, uh, just says, uh, wives tell that cats love the warmth and have been found to asleep on your head. Well, yeah, that'll definitely, they're suffocating you fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awful. Um, what an awful way to go. So again, it's a series of unfortunates back and forth. So like the guy's got his little case, right? Like he's gonna like he's gonna like needle the cat, he's gonna fuck it with poison, he's gonna do like other shit he has, whatever. He ends up going to the gun, whatever, this like scoped gun, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like when the fucking cat does get it, this is what I remember. I remember being like grossed out. Like, <laughs> I was also because the cat they like fucking show it like going in his mouth, and it's like and he's trying yeah. to like pull it, yeah. and like it looks like I don't know how they did this effect, but it looks fucking gross. Yeah. And I was like fucking like man, and the cat <laughs> does get all the way down his throat, and I'm just like. Ugh, like I'm a person. I got I got fucking like a hair in my mouth. Where I'm like, like you know what I mean? <laughs> the right fucking there. cat. Right <laughs> it's fucking gross, right? I know if Lucky and Joe were here, they'd make a sex joke. I'm sure this. I walked into that one. But but either way, uh, you know, then and like then they they show like his throat like going up. Yes. They show it going down yes. into his body, the the belly, like you know. And I'm like, fuck. Like, it's pretty. What gruesome. do you think the cat is? Supernatural, obviously. Yeah, like he said, some type of karmic revenge. You know what I mean? Like the 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 universe deals you out right. your own, you know, yeah. death. And it not only did it want him, but it took the sister, it took the yeah. friend. It was like I'm gonna take fucking everybody. Yeah. This guy that gets in yeah. the way, the butler or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then like Double A said, then the fucking cat like not, it doesn't burst out of his stomach. It crawls it back, back out the mouth. Yeah. Which all of that shit, that whole sequence looks fucking gross. Like I'm like you know. Fucking nasty, whatever. Uh, and and Jess doesn't miss a beat. Jess is like, ain't nothing like a little pussy to put you out. How do you be perfect on the on on this? Not this this show right here. That I watch this show. Uh, so yeah, no doubt. Uh, and he just gets scared and has a heart attack. So to me, he had the easiest death. Right? Uh, so, yeah, like, for sure. But the cat looks all wet and everything. And like, were they using a real cat? They probably used a real cat probably, like then. And I'm yeah. just like, the cat had to get all wet and like slime. Like they were Vaseline on it or something. Like that. It just looks nasty. The okay. whole shit looks nasty. Like I don't like cats. So that's already like, like, fuck that. You know what I mean? So the whole thing is like, I fucking hate it. You know what I mean? So, um, 
it's a scary story though it is spooky there's death it's like it's it's not mincing words like the show it's like these are mm-hmm. horror stories mm-hmm. so we cut back to debbie harry right yes. and 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 it's matthew lawrence which i don't know how many fucking lawrence brothers there were but remember there was a joey like and like i don't know they, they all had like some modicum of success one of them was the main one joey lawrence was on blossom or oh, whatever yeah that was the the big one yeah so three there's three brothers yeah andrew and joey and this guy must have been the oldest one right because this movie's from 90 and he's kind of big-ish in that one or whatever he's 1980 so anyway the other the, one's 88 okay and joey is 76 joey is the oldest oh joey's oldest. okay whoa whoa <laughs> so he says you know she goes, she agrees. She's like, oh, that was a scary story. That was a good one or whatever. She's like, but I got to get you ready. Yeah, like, to cook you he's now. still like, okay, you know, it's cool yeah. that you're telling me stories, but, you know, you're going to be dinner still. Yeah, she tells <laughs> me, she's like, I have to, like, cut you down the middle. Yeah. I have to, like, stitch you yeah. up after I stuff you with, like, like stuffing and all that. <laughs> yeah. Very candid. And yeah. she's got, like, all the shit. Her kitchen is nice. Her house is nice. It's real nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's still, she's still looking like a babe in that one. Yeah, but, she uh, is. Obviously, yeah. he's scared of being fucking eaten, so not, not good. Uh, so this is the one I think he's like, no, you're really, really going to like this. Because she says she, she loves the love stories. He goes, oh, this is a love story, but it's also scary. So he's like, all right. So I can remember Double A, like, in all my reviewings of this movie or whatever, like, always being, wanting to see this story the most, this really? story, but being the most afraid of it. I remember it. you telling it me. fucking, it, like, <laughs> I watched it today, and for whatever reason, like, Everyone left the room and you I was want to talk about it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll be down to talk about it. Yeah, I suffered through it. I suffered through it. But but again, it's like a it's like a I suffered through it, but I really wanted to see it. Like, oh, it's like I, me when I watched the, the fly. fly. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was yeah. like, this must be how a double A goes to watch Yes, the because fly. you know, like, I was just thinking about it. I can, you know, the first 10 minutes gives me anxiety and nothing happens in the fly. <laughs> yeah, like nothing cold. fucking happens. <laughs> When I'm already getting like antsy, I'm already getting like you know fucking what? nervous. I kind of felt like that too yeah. in this. Like I was like, I already know because yeah. I kind of know it beat by beat. Yeah. And I was like, you know, but I wanted to watch it right now to see the little things, whatever you know. Like even like Ray Don Chong, who I think is beautiful. She you know what I mean? She almost looks like the fly. It's Thanks, fucking, Jeff. It's fucking scary. <laughs> now I'm really not going to watch this one. Yeah, no shit, right? You know, I I think she's beautiful because I liked her too from Commando. No, but she that is uh, is an ugly design though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. No. That is fuck. Who doesn't make up on that scene though? Because that shit's fucking terrifying. I like how people always poke at me with the fly shit. Like, uh, yeah. Like you let it. You let it out too much. Like Roxanne will send me like fly shit, and and some of the guys in the in our personal groups will just always send, "Hey, cat," or you know, and throw like a fly picture. I'm like, "Hey, motherfuckers." Yeah. Uh, uh, my sis just said it the other day. She's like, uh, she's like, uh, she's like, bro, let's see if uh. Let's do double A watch a fly with us, whatever. And I was like, why, why do that to that man? Leave that man alone uh, with that movie. My, my older, but you know, it's a good movie because you said you love that great movie. movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then my my older brother had a the actual Brundle fly toy. I think that McFarlane made, and which they, looked great. And those motherfuckers, those two motherfuckers, would, would get together and put it on my pillow. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, because they knew I wouldn't touch it. I was like, I couldn't even touch the fucking toy. You know, uh, but all your feelings about that. Are valid because when I watch those, I can disgusting. watch that movie today, and I'm like, man, that shit's it's fucking, fucking gross, disgusting. Man. It's like, gross. Like, All right, it's fucking really gross. Like, I, and I'm like amazed at the makeup, and like I want to see it. I'm blown away, but I'm also like, fuck, I, I'm. And done I did read he won the Oscar, uh, the the special effects oh, dude, which deservedly well so. Yeah, give that man all the Oscars. Yeah, because that is an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so 
our guy returns from Tales from the Crypt here in this. Uh, yeah, so this one is called Lover's Bow. I didn't even know what that was the title of it. Yeah, that's what it's called. It has James Remar. If you don't James know, he's, uh, he's one of the warriors from the Warriors. That's right. Uh, oh, I was forgetting from that. He's the main villain from 48 Hours, the Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy movie. He comes out in that one. He comes out in Jingle and Chain uh, two times right. in that movie. That's right. In the beginning, and then one of uh, one of Leo's guys. Uh, he also, I think he comes out in another Tarantino movie. I'm not. Is he? Is he uh, from Candyland with a hat? The one with the hat? The yes. Movie? So he's one of his That's guys it. in there, but he's also in the beginning. Yeah. When the, he's, when one he, of the when he's like, uh, the, the whatever you call it, brothers, whatever. Yeah. When he's like, state your business yes. or get, uh -huh. you know, whatever. Uh, he was uh, in Dexter uh, the first time around. He was the dad, the one that Dexter would always see. Okay. As I'm ghost. not familiar with Dexter. Yeah. yeah so so Warrior is he? What's his name in Warrior? His name is Ajax. Ajax. That that's right. Yeah. yeah. And he's the one that wants to rape the chick. Like, he's uh, all yeah. about that. Yes. He's all about the getting the rape. He's on all him. about, you know. Luckily, Swan stops his ass because I'm like, yo, man. Well, no, actually, he doesn't. What, she, what oh. happens is that she's an undercover cop and oh. she handcuffs his ass. And so they take him away <laughs> for that. So, did they show that in the movie? Hmm? Yes. Fuck, why don't I remember that? Damn. You don't remember that? In the Warriors? Yeah. No. Like, like he's almost going to do it, but then, you know, she's an undercover cop and she, she fucking handcuffs him. But she ends up hanging out with Swan till the end. Oh, that one. Oh, that chick. Okay, you're thinking about Mercy. Okay, I was thinking about the one that, that he almost does try to. <laughs> uh, oh, later on. That's yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, park yeah. Right? Yes, when they split yes. up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ajax. Fuck. Yeah, that's, fucking, that's yeah. a great movie. I'm sure Swan was like, oh, fuck this dude. Yeah. You <laughs> met some of the warriors, right? I met him. Yeah. I met Swan. I met Mercy. I met uh, the first leader that dies. Uh, I met the curly hair dude. Uh, I met uh, Vermin, the one that says he has the big dick. And one of the one of the other guys that survives that's in the Lizzie's, not the young one looking one, the other one that Vermin takes. Huh. So there is a there is, I mean, a good majority of the warriors there, like main warriors. I've got asked. Where was this at though? Uh it was at the Alamo Dome for Alamo City Comic Con and like when they're having like one of their October fests. Man, I would uh that's, that's a miss on my that was part. a great I that's mean, a miss on my that part. was great like you know because like you got me into that movie i love that again movie. yeah it was cm who got me into that who got me into that movie uh he was like you need to watch it i was like okay cool because my brother thought it was stupid for some reason like well, that movie is fantastic yeah, and, and so, you know you know i gotta give credit where it's due my sister's ex-boyfriend john john got me to okay. watch it you know? so but but you know it was you they were like man you need to watch it and i think i just bought no no, I think it came on. It came on one of the channels. I saw. It, I loved it. I bought the DVD like immediately after that. I was just like, man, this is a fucking great movie. Uh, I forget his name. The one who plays Tiber, uh, he does a great job. Oh man, as <laughs> you know, uh, from, from the Rogues, uh, yeah, who's also in Commando. <laughs> in Commando, yeah. yeah. I forget his name all the time too. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, we should do the Warriors. That's a great movie. I'd love to. Come and and they both come out together too in Forty Eight Hours. Both of them, uh, James Remar and is that? Oh, uh, and okay. T Bird. Nice. I always call him T Bird. From yeah, because it's his T Bird. Yeah, he is. Um, it was great. Uh, you know, and my wife, she saw me seeing it. She sat down, watched it with me. Loved the Warriors. Just loved. She it. big time fell in love with the Warriors. She big time. She yeah. like we went to Coney Island, and she found herself a Warriors jacket. Dude. That she loves wearing, like she loves wearing, and then she has like a baseball kind of tee, uh, with the Warriors logo. 
I need to get me something with the Warriors. Like on she it. loves, and then shit, and then man. we bought like that poster, that really badass poster at Coney Island too. Yeah, where uh, all the where all the the Warriors are yeah, on the front. Yeah, yeah where it's like uh, they outnumber the cops. Like I forgot what it was, right? So it was like so. Then all of a sudden, like you know, Animal City Comic Con comes, and they get like this whole group of them, and we're like, oh man, I, I show my wife, and she's like, oh, we gotta go, and they were cheap, forty bucks each. Oh, that's fantastic. Which was great. That was just even great. James Dreamer. Even him, wow. I was like, "Wow!" And uh, super nice. All of them. <laughs> One of them made a joke. To he was like, "Cause I told her, I was like, yeah, we went to Coney Island too for our honeymoon.' He's like, you took your wife to Coney Island for her honeymoon?'" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Well, no, we went to visit it." Yeah, <laughs> but, it happened to be on the way. We were yeah. already like up there, man. Like, but it was so cool to meet, you know, Swan, to meet Mercy, to meet, you know, the other dudes, to meet James Remar. I mean, that was and she loved him too from Sex and the City. She was like yeah. a big fan that of Terrence had, Now that we're talking about that guy had a pretty good career. She loved him in Sex and the City, and then she loved him in Dexter because they were huge fans of Dexter and Sex and the City, yeah. which he played big roles in both series. So Bad she ass. was like, it was like amazing. Like he put her arm around her. And I was like, oh, she loves that shit. You know, so yeah. like, so I let I always let her kind of be like the, the one who gets hugged by like, like the celebrity. And then there is this one cool moment to him. So we're at his table finally, right? And they play on the big screen, the Alamo Dome, of T-Bird, you know, doing the clanking. You know, mm -hmm. Warriors, come on and play. Yeah. You look at all of them. Like, they all go quiet, and they all look up. Like, it's almost from, like, the movie when they're all just man, standing there looking. Cool, I was like, man. Oh, man, that's that pretty was cool right there. Like, we saw all of them. They're all, like, just looking like, holy shit, they look still, like they're ready to go. Still <laughs> has it there, right? Yeah. So. Remember they did that great photo shoot where it says that they did the ride, the yes. subway ride again? Yeah. And, you know, they look old, but I mean, like, I was like, man, yeah, how cool was, for them to do that, yeah, man. Like, so when they had their fucking uh, gear on and stuff, yeah. I was like, dude, that shit is so badass, man. It was yeah. great. It was, like, it's one of, like, me and my wife's, like, favorite moments of, like, Comic-Cons. It's, like, meeting the Warriors. That's a just, fucking, that was that's amazing. an up there moment, man. Yeah, and you got was, autographs on, yes, on a poster. On a poster, so I mean, that's dude, amazing. That needs to be hanging It is, and we are. We are going to see it, like, in the coming months. You're going to see it up there. Dude, so great. So great. So, all that to say James Remar <laughs> in this third tale from Tales from the Dark Side. And the movie. Ray Don Chong is in the movie, and he looks super hot in this movie. Yes. And number one, okay, before she even gets introduced, a lot of shit happens. Yes. So uh, the his agent is, um, am I correct that it's, uh, fuck, what's, he's a comedian. It is Robert Klein. Robert Klein is a comedian, yes. yeah. He has this fucking famous bit that they used to always show commercials of it, like during HBO. And he'd be like, I can't stop my leg. <laughs> He's just like moving his leg. You're like, what the fuck? Um, but before all that, you just see James Remar kind of like in this studio. He's trying to make, it looks like he's making like a fucking popsicle stick fucking teepee like my fucking <laughs> nine-year-old nephew makes for school and then he like gets mad because it looks like shit and i'm like bro that did look like shit so you're a terrible artist just if you're still here let this man know fucking what <laughs> art is because he was sucking up to that point <laughs> so then he's like oh man i forgot i'm supposed to meet my agent at the bar he goes to the mm -hmm. bar or whatever he meets his agent mm -hmm. agent pretty much tells him i'm done with you whatever because yep. he you says his artwork shit. is unpopular and not selling yeah he said that the the gallery where he should that has an associate like four months mm -hmm. he's like and if you can't get it out by tomorrow she's gonna throw it in the trash i'm like <laughs> fuck imagine your artwork just gonna get thrown in the yeah, trash that sucks so it says dejected he drinks heavily and again on the night the bar owner who is a friend of his offers mm -hmm. to walk him home yes along the way he stops to relieve himself in the back alley when his friend sees and shoots at a gargoyle monster yeah because you see the friend right the friend he just 
he well, you you see him like closing up the bar. He put it, gets the money, and you think you think he's going to do like a drop too mm-hmm. with the money, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got the money under his arm. He puts you see, you see him take out a, a, a revolver. He checks it's loaded, closes it, puts it into his po- jacket pocket. He's like, hey man, let me give you a lift, whatever. There's another guy at the bar there that he's like, he's fucking like sleep on the bar. He's like, what about that guy? He's like, I'll just let him out in the morning, whatever. Like, <laughs> so, um, and it's funny, right? Because he's like, they're getting drunk too, right? James Remar. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like man, wouldn't you? And he, yeah, and he's naming artists, right? He's like, man, this guy, this guy, you know, what did they do that? What did they do that that, that I, I haven't done? And the drunk guy's like, looks like he's asleep or whatever, right? And he's like, they died. <laughs> so it's like, fuck, you know? <laughs> So again, like it's like right after they're outside the bar, he's taking a piss of the thing, and the guy's like, "Why didn't you piss inside?" He's like, "Ah," oh. he's like, "Man, it goes right through me once I start." Yeah. So he's pissing, and then you hear like 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 the wind rustling, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Like, and then like the guy looks because he's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Like, they're in New York. The the kid says they're in New York, and he's like, he's and then like a fucking alley, and he's like, "Oh, someone's trying to jack the money, right?" Yeah. So he like he like pulls out the gun, whatever. He looks, and then you just see him point the gun, and Remar's still pissing, and he's looking, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And he just starts pulling off the capture right then you see remar pissing and the the guy's fucking hand rolls next to yeah. him or whatever right yeah. and then he looks like what the fuck that's a hand and he looks and he sees the guy already with half his face so he's like help me yeah. help me like two times and then his fucking head because like, he sees something mm-hmm. swipe mm-hmm. and his head fucking goes off yeah so he's like fucking like terrified right yeah then right then you hear like this like flapping or whatever, right? And it looks like fucking like these like leathery like wings. Yep. And it pushes James Remar up against the fucking wall. And and then right then you fucking see the creature, right? Though like, yep. like, like what were your thoughts? Like when you I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, it fucking <laughs> it, you know it's pretty scary because I saw this like when I was young. So yes. I was kind of like, ooh, wow. Whatever double A's about with five, five years, probably five, yeah, five six probably years younger than me. So whenever we were both watching it, it was two different ages, yeah. two different mindsets. But yes. I was fucking probably more scared than double A was because I remember being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I don't like anything that is like super supernatural or feels like a devil or like anything like that. So I was like, well, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got you, guys. You know, so so yeah, I was like, and this thing looked like a fucking demon. Now, double A. Yes. In my rewatch today, what I do notice is that when when the when the thing starts, it comes up over the buildings, right, to pan mm-hmm. into him and his artist thing looking. It comes over a building, and the gargoyle shape yes. is there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't notice that until I rewatched it. Okay. And I was like, oh damn, that's the thing. And you know, we're saying gargoyle because I mean, like that's it's, what it's that's what it's supposed to be. That's yeah. why I keep saying it's a gargoyle. Um, uh, <laughs> he liked the what we do in the shadows, <laughs> the first vampire. Yeah, I love that guy. That guy was looking okay, cool, man. <laughs> uh, so pretty much, uh, he's like, You taught it to read. <laughs> the gargoyle tells Preston, uh, you know, if he never says anything about this encounter, uh, your life will be spared. Yeah, she's like, I'll, well, it says. I'll, I'll trade you your life for a yeah. promise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you, are you kidding me or whatever? Right. And, and that's what it is. Right. She, it says, it says to him, you can never tell anyone what happened here tonight. Mm-hmm. You can never tell anyone Dude, what nothing. you saw, you what my draw. voice sounded like, what I said, yeah. any, any of that. And he's like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's drunk, but probably sobered up real fucking quick. Oh, right? yeah. Those kind of moments. Yeah. You get sobered quick. And then yeah. it says to him, cross your heart and it slashes him like almost like wolverine style like yeah. three big slashes that look deep you know what mm-hmm. i mean and he's just like happy to have his life and then he's like clutching his chest he doesn't even look after his friend that just got fucking decapitated 
he's like running like through the alley, the street, empty streets in New York. It looked like some kind of like warehouse district or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Were you in any type of area like no, that? No, we only stayed or it was main kind of the area. Main okay, area. Good, yeah. Good. I'm glad you did not because no. New York seems fucking scary. That part seems scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, we, we stay like we're like Times Square most of the time. <laughs> yeah, good. Lit up, a lot, a lot of people. A lot of tourists. Yeah. <laughs> And then out of nowhere, right, this woman's walking, right? Yes. LA, yes. And, Ray and he, yeah, and Ray Donchon. And he pretty much grabs her because I think he's kind of scared yes, for he's anyone scared. that's out there. Yeah, like, because he's like, there's this creature, creature out, out there. Yeah. And she's scared because, as later on, she says, she's like, the daughter is like, uh, oh, that night you thought daddy was going to rape you or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you know, when she's like, yeah, because he grabs her and he throws her up against the wall. Yeah. And and he puts his hand on her. Like, he's like, don't don't make noise, don't make noise. And, and she's probably fucking terrified. She looks scared. You Which, know? of course, she's not. Obviously, and we'll she says, later. "Yeah," <laughs> and and he says to her, "You know, um, you know, what are you doing out here? There's like fucking, you know, bad bad things out here, blah blah." And she's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "I got lost trying to meet." Yeah, friends. she says that she's trying to meet friends, and she was searching for a taxi. Yeah, and so he's like, "Just use the phone in my house. Call. Yeah. I live right around the corner." Yeah. So they go to his place. She helps him with his wound. The wound. Yeah. Um, she doesn't ask any questions really. She's nope. just kind of like there nope. or whatever. Do they bone that night? Yes, they do. They bone that yes, night, right? He tells her, stick around, I have to go out, because he wants to go back to the bar to check on his friend now. I guess now that he realizes in a moment of sobriety that, fuck, my freaking friend just got his head chopped off last night. Yeah. <laughs> he sees the drunk getting let out of the bar. He's obviously upset, and he doesn't say nothing. He just, like, he's like, fuck, that was fucking crazy. He goes back. How to, do you say her name? Carola? Carola? Uh, I, 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 when I first heard it, I thought he was saying Caroline, but it's not. It's uh, Car. Carola, like Carola, that, yeah, okay. like Car okay. Car Carola, yeah. Like, That's the way it's kind of spelled. Like, or, no. no, no, Carola. It's Carola. Carola. It's like Carol. Uh, yes. Okay. Like Carola. Carola. Yeah, because that's okay. like, and I see. I, I was. Is he saying Car Caroline or Carolina or? or and then I was. Like, it's Carola. Yeah, like Carol. Uh, Carola. So Carola. Okay. So yeah. Um, which is a beautiful name. Yes. So. Uh, funny, he, right? She's Tommy Chong's daughter. So right, right. Tommy Chong, right? The, the What does the fucking mom look like? I'm curious. Right. So he goes back. He had told her to wait for him. He goes back. She's not there. And he's like, oh, well, she left. Which, and again, I've met some new guy. I sleep with him. And I sleep over at his house. And then wants me to stick around. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, she leaves. But then later on, uh, like in the day, she buzzes him and his thing. He lives in like a typical art studio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, like, can I come up? And he's like, yeah, come up. She has like a bag with her, which my I'm like red flag, right? Like, what the fuck? She's like, she's like, I know what you think. It looks like whatever, but my roommate, her boyfriend came back and blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, I didn't even ask any questions. And he grabs her back and pulls it inside. So you can tell this guy's in a hard place, right? It's not hard to get, uh, get into a guy's heart. It's not yeah, really hard. Especially when you're <laughs> a fucking babe. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's a babe. He just had sex with him. Yeah, he's going to want you to keep coming back in. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. First <laughs> night, one night stand, like whatever. Say, and all that. And, and obviously he's got nothing going on for him, he's right? Got he got his out. fucking art all canceled. Yeah. He fucking got slashed by a demon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like his fucking friend got decapitated, and then he got laid. It's like, eh. uh, but the, you know that that sex night just kind of erases uh, erases all those bad feelings. Which huh? is funny, right? Because <laughs> at one point, at one point, he's there and he's sketching, right? And he's sketching the fucking creature, or whatever. Right? When she gets up from their night of sex and she's crawling on top of his art table towards him. And he like crumbles it up. Nah. He crumbles up the thing. Nah. And then she's like, I really loved last night, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and he is like, he's like, it was horrible. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? And then he's like, no, 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 not you. He's like, everything up till the moment I met you was horrible, yeah. which it fucking was. It was like the worst fucking night, you know? So uh, she kind of moves in, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they get together. Um, 
his his art. Just that. <laughs> and then, and then she, she goes, says, "I want that studio." Oh, that's yeah, that's a great art studio. I don't want that studio in particular, but you know, you get a studio, and I'll go hang out with you there. <laughs> uh, he becomes successful uh, because get, of her. She because helps of her. Uh, they had they marry and they have two children. Everything just seems great, but for some reason, he just can't put that fucking night away. He On just... the ten year anniversary of the night they met, the agent is back in his life. Robert Klein. He takes the kids out trick or treating along with him. Them them two, and then he's gonna watch the kids while him and her go out for uh, an anniversary night of the first night they met. Um, they get home. She's like, I have everything I want. Life has been wonderful. Mm -hmm. He's like agreeing. But she does see like something sticking out of a desk. She kind of pulls it, a, a drawing, and she sees a little piece of something, but doesn't really know what it is. And then as she's saying, there's nothing more that you could give me to make me happy. You know, complete their two beautiful kids, their uh, boy and a girl. He's like, yeah, there is. There's one thing I can give, I can give you the truth. And... She's making it, and I saw all these things now in the multiple viewing, right? Mm -hmm. Like at one point, he's looking at the picture. He's looking at the picture like this, right? And then, and then he like he puts it away, and then behind, right behind it is you know Ray Don Chong, right? So he starts to say, you know, on the night I met you, blah blah. blah. Well, he pulls out a box, right? And it has all this stuff. It's like locked, and he mm -hmm. takes out this. He takes out this sculpture. Great sculpture. Yep. I wonder where yep. that prop is, right? <laughs> and he's like. The night I met you, before I met you, this is the thing uh, that killed would my Would you friend. have done that? I know it's a movie, but would you have done that? Having seen this? No. <laughs> Having seen this, absolutely, I would not fucking ever do. In fact, Double A, for years, after seeing this, I was like, I, God forbid that ever happens to me. I will never say nothing, nothing. Because I'm like, look what the fuck happened. So he says, on the night I met you, this is what killed my friend he shows her the statue she says he says it said these things to me it made me promise blah blah it made me promise never to tell anyone and she says so why are you telling me which was my first fucking thought too. <laughs> i was like but uh he's like well because i love you because i want to be you know completely yep. honest with you because i want you to know you know everything about me you know what i mean and her demeanor kind of changes a little bit. It had changed right when he first told her or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And then she starts to kind of go through the box more. She sees all these pictures that he's drawn or whatever, you know. And um, <laughs> then she starts to kind of freak out. And she's like, she's like, you promised you would never tell. Or whatever, uh, anyway. yeah. And he's like, what are you saying? I mean, and then she's like screaming, like, you promised or whatever, right? And then her voice kind of like changes. That, yeah, that's ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gets kind of gurgly or whatever, you know. Uh, Jess says, I mean, if life is treating you right, don't say anything. A fucking invaluable lesson, hun. Right? Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. <laughs> what the fuck, yeah. man? What the fuck? Ajax? So... <sighs> Then she starts to morph the way she looks, yeah. her head, yes. her body. And then you get one of the most gross transformations, right? <laughs> Literally, like her elbows start to rip apart, and these like like this like larger, like scaly flesh rips out of it. Her knees, the back of her ankles, these little like hooks come out or whatever. Yeah. Her head is now looking like a thing. And she's like, you know, I loved you, blah, blah. And you're like, what the fuck? Right on child, you're not hot no more. Like, no. fucking way no. gross. And then she literally does this with her, like, claw hands, right? She puts her hands in and rips her own head off, her skin mm -hmm. off her head to reveal. And then you just see 
she's that fucking gargoyle demon and he's like terrified he's like stop this stop this you know carola like change back change back and she's like i can't you know what i mean and then he hears the kids crying and he's that like, was crazy i think that, that got me more that was fucked up yes i was like Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> the kids come more. out, right? Yeah. Like in the room, and they're two little gargoyles. <laughs> and he's like already now, like in tears, like, stop it. Like, change it back. Change everyone back, whatever. And she's like, I can't. She's like, you know. And you're wondering, right? You're like, what's the story, right? Delay? Like, is there, is this like a curse of gargoyles? <sighs> like, what the fuck, right? She might have, that might have been like her. I don't know. Maybe they get to have like one thing. You know where they could live as humans if you can convince someone to keep your secret yeah i mean and then you know because they don't go anywhere yeah they literally perch on top of the building yeah so, and that's it so she says to him you broke your promise you know what i mean and he's like but well, i love you and she's like i loved you too whatever but in the creature already yeah. face so you're kind of like Ugh. And then she <laughs> just fucking yanks his head back and just fucking bites out his fucking whole front of his throat and he just bleeds out and dies on the floor yeah. and she takes the kids uh and she screams and she bursts through the 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 um the wall. skylight the ceiling yeah. skylight yeah, yeah, yeah. of the thing or whatever and perches on the buildings and meanwhile at this time his agent's trying to find a cab by the outside and he's all like Look, i hate this neighborhood there's no cats and they hear her like screech like and he's like the cab driver's like what was that he's like i don't want to know and yeah. they just take off <laughs> and you're like and then you see them perch and you see them become stone her and the kids and you're like and I remember, I mean, totally, I was like, again, I watched it today as a fucking 41 year old man. And I was like, man, I'm a fucking nightmare. So I, just, I, I fuck myself up. Fuck it up. It's, it's like, it's fucking scary. The transformation is scary. Their effects are scary. The story is like, is like dark, yeah, right? It is. It's dark, very scary. Dark. You know, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, um, and that's it. Then you recut back to the kid, right? And, yeah. And so she now, agrees. She's like, that was a good love story, Deborah Harry. She's like, but. <laughs> yeah, she goes, um, he goes, you know, Betty, Debbie Harry remarks that Timmy say the best story for last, but he says that the next one is the best and has a happy ending. She replies that it's too late and she has to start cooking him. And none of the stories in the book have happy endings. Mm -hmm. As Betty advances on Timmy, he narrates his own actions. Throwing some marbles on the floor, causing her to slip, fall on her butcher's block, and impaling her with her own tools. Timmy releases himself and pushes her into the, her oven, her mm -hmm. own oven. The film ends with Timmy helped himself to a cookie and breaking the fourth wall by saying, don't you just love happy endings? They just love happy endings, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So I was reading something uh, about this movie. Jess says that it brought tears when she's atop the thing with the kids. Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I think I might prefer Soldier Boy's version of Fab oh, Five Freddy, everybody now. <laughs> so I was reading somewhere where it said uh Tom Sabini says that this to him is more the creep show part three than a Tales from the Dark Side movie. Damn. How would you feel if now that he's you know the tone of the movie compared to the show? Oh yeah. Could you have seen it as a creep show part three? I, I could. I could one hundred percent see that. I could one hundred percent see the creep, you know, being like because they're saying, got into trouble. Because they're saying that a lot like, of the a lot of the crew was the same crew that worked on the creep show movies. That that kind of makes me sad a little bit. Right? Like you know, but to hear it from the man himself, Tom Sabini, I will consider it the third creep show in my mind and heart I mean, now, the knowing show that was supposed to be creep show. I mean, obviously the movie is supposed to be, 
Yeah, I mean, because look, in Creepshow 2, the story is with Billy. You know, the creep is there, yeah. but he just kind of leads it around yes. or whatever. So you could imagine that now. You just have him there being like, you know, he got into trouble when you went into, you know. But yeah, vastly different. Just very vastly different from the show. I mean, it's like almost two completely separate entities. Yeah, it's very horror. It's very, you know, again, with the with the story around a story. You know what I mean? Like that was something they didn't do in the Good show. Good ending for Tales from the Dark Side. Because I think that yeah. was it. I don't think it's ever I, come I, back. I don't I, think I, anyone I think it, has even tried to revive it like yeah. the way they do with Twilight Zone. Great ending. Great ending. And you know what? You know what's different for me than this from Creepshow 2 that I love is that the strongest story is at the end yeah. versus, in my opinion, being at the beginning. Although, when it comes to Creepshow 2, I would say the scariest story is at the end. And I'm thinking of those two because it's stories of threes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the first Creepshow, that's five. You know, five, yeah, that that's one. right. That's right. Like a, it's kind, of, kind of feels like a little bit of a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Uh, oh. They're quick and they're like, you know, they're all good, mm-hmm. you know, because I love the crate and I love the Jordy yeah. story and uh, the roaches one. I mean, I don't really like, yeah, I don't, I don't love that one. That but... one I just love because my brother quotes that. Yeah. With a, with yeah. He quotes the old man a lot. <laughs> Father's Day is great, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mentioned yeah. this again. They I love Ed Harris in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dancing. In that, in that episode. Yeah. 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 Looking dancing. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think Hulky Bear loves the dancing too. So, um, <laughs> But uh, no, man. Yeah, I, I have as as although I felt a little bit some kind of way in the early. I mean, I was in season one, double A of, of Tales from Dark Side mm-hmm. when I told you I was getting a little sleepy. It, it was maybe because it was like so trying to find itself. And I think that if, sure I, if I watch more, yeah. they because as I was watching more newer seasons, they were getting better. Because see, when I was watching them on sci-fi, obviously they're not going to show them like in order. I don't think. Right, right, right. Because uh, even like when I'm watching Quantum Leap, they're jumping from everywhere. yeah, it's just so, like yeah. So it's just like reruns. random episodes. Uh, but you know, it's it's like I told you, I just love anthologies because it's one story in 22 minutes mm-hmm. that they tell that's like really good a beginning, a middle, and end, and boom, you have your story. Yeah, I love that. I love that anthology. You don't have to follow it, you can just watch any episode, you can put on a disc, just watch any episode, and just it's you don't have to worry about knowing the storyline or what's going to happen to this person and just all ends right there. You know, that's why yeah. I always loved about it. And it makes me think, right? Like when we talk about like anthology movies, right? Like Tales from the Dark Side or, you know, uh, if and when we ever eventually talk Creepshow, uh, it's like, you know, like how long are the little stories within the movie? It's like right. if, if they are 30 minutes, you still get an hour and a half mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Plus maybe you add on 20 minutes of the around part. And, you know, we've you always know? talked about like the storytelling just seem better. Yeah, you know, then it, what it is now is kind of like they just build it up, build it up, build it up. Yeah, like yeah. like they spend a lot of time kind of trying to, I don't know, get you somewhere that you probably could have got faster. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, um, which is I, great about these movies because right. it's like it, you get sucked in and they're kind of more memorable than I, you know some of the other shit. I know? tell people like something that you should really watch is like you know. Well, Westworld season one is great, but Westworld season two is my favorite. And in Westworld season two, it's like the season isn't like in two halves. And in one story, it's like an ancient Japan and then the and the or feudal Japan. And then the other story is like Native Americans, mm-hmm. right? Like on the plains. What they do fantastically in those two halves of one season is that they make you care and love characters immediately. Immediately, you're like, I don't want that person to die. Like, like yeah. nothing better happen to that right. person, and, yeah. and it's not that hard. Yeah. It's a few things that happen, and then you're you're in. You're like, yeah. I love that character. I don't want them to die. Like, protect that character at all costs, or I'm gonna be fucking mm-hmm. pissed. And that's what you want from your audience. You want your audience to be like to care, to care, make me care. Yeah, see, that's what kind of pissed me off. Like when I read about like 
like the haters, what they say about Rogue One. It was like, well, you know, you know they're gonna die, so it's like you don't really even care. I'm like, no, no, I actually did care about these yeah. characters. They were badass yeah. to the Star Wars universe. You, sometimes I liked it. Sometimes and I it made watch... it that much more sadder for me yeah. when I watched it. I was like, man, it's such that they're gonna die. Like, yeah. I was like, because I like them so much. Double A. Sometimes I will watch the scene where you know Chirrut and we sacrifices himself, yeah. you know, and and yeah. right there. Just that fucking part, yeah. and I will mm-hmm. fucking have a total breakdown. Was like that was, they were cool characters. Dude, when we walked out of that movie, Jess said to me, "She goes, she goes, man, I'm gonna start saying that to myself now. You know, I'm one with the first. <laughs> I'm like, dude, and I say it, I think about it, and I get like, check it up, Jess. She yeah. goes, we watched them with my parents, and they enjoyed the the few. Episodes yeah, that's right. They were kind of liking it. Like, yeah, it's cool to see something like that. Yeah, because they are into the cause as a group. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But know, it's weird how like, pe- some people say that about Rogue One. It's like, oh, you I, don't care about the character. No. You're going to die. I'm like, what? They make you care because of Jin, her dad. Like, it's like right away. Like, it's like, I'm into that. I'm into the game. I'm into Galen Urso. I'm into Jin Urso. You know, I'm into Saw Gerrera. You know what I mean? Like, I did not I did not know Saw Gerrera from... Um, the, the, the cartoon because I yeah. hadn't watched that. I yet, hadn't watched I mean? either. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I will, I would die on any hill about Rogue One. That shit is fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's great. fantastic. That's I can watch great. that movie anytime. And I told you the poster's hanging over there. Yeah. I I I watch it so rarely because I don't want to cheapen it. Like, that's like but I I could watch it all the time. Same here. You know, yeah. I cannot wait till you know my nephew I think gets I've there. I told my cousin Tony uh, that that's like my third favorite Star Wars movie. I think it is. Yeah, it's pretty high up there for me too. Yeah, that's probably I was like, that's just a too. really good movie. Like, like it might for me, it might be like Jedi Empire than that one. Empire, Jedi. Yeah, I'd probably be Rogue yeah. One. That'd probably be the the one I watched the most after those. Or and, you know what? It was probably after more than Return. I gotta say. Yeah. Probably. And Jedi and Empire for me can like they swap back just and really forth. Good. That's just uh, a it's really good. So, like I, I see it again. I'm just like, man, this movie is so fucking good. Uh, yeah. Star yeah. Wars is just a treat. You know what I mean? So, but some of. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I get a lot of joy out of out of even random ones. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just me. But not like some moments, new I like some so moments much, from but... Force Awakens. I like some moments. There. Yeah. yeah, I like some moments from um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. That was a, I, mean, I that love was a better the, one. I love I love when he turns. You know what I mean? But I, mean, I do love that part from Last Jedi. The 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 throne room scene. Oh, that's I, just I love great, I, I love that. Scene. Yeah, them fighting back to back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's for me. When you know Ben gets the saber and Skywalker against the Knights of Ren, I was like, "Just fucking Jesus!" I get joy out of Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. who does? It? I liked Maybe. it more when he had the helmet on. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's I liked cool. it. Yeah, before he just took it off, I was like, "Yeah." That I, only I, kind of adds a layer. Yeah, I kind of like him at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Though. Like he's kind of like in his sleep clothes. Like yeah. I'm like, "What are you wearing?" You get emotional like, when he sees Hawk. Like, yeah, yeah, that's something awesome. Fuck yeah, I do. I bet you do. Yeah, like, dude, nothing beats that part where he's like. He sees the Knights of Ren. He kind of sighs. It's such a, like it's such like a human moment. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. He's like, fuck. Now I really gotta like work this shit or whatever. But they could have gave him a cooler costume. You know what I mean? So it's emo. He can, and he kicks like <laughs> a major ass. He kicks major ass too. So, but uh, back to tales from the dark side. The there you go. Um, good stuff, Jess. Uh, a good memory on, on on those new Star Wars movies. He is really funny in Black Clansman. Oh, he's great he's in that. Fucking great yeah, in that Adam Driver is a great actor. Yeah, he is. and he's really solid in. Yeah, um, he is. What's it? Marriage Story. Oh, I mean, it's not. It's not a fun movie. No, it's not. It's not a fun movie, but he's really, really good in it. Um, I like him, I, and I've seen him on SNL. He's good as yeah. he's a. 
He's Kylo Ren undercover. The undercover boss. Undercover boss. <laughs> he's like, have you heard about the new guy, Kylo Ren? Or whatever? And they're like, oh, that guy sucks. For he's like, first yeah. check. Uh, you got to watch that stuff, Jess, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, the uh, undercover boss with uh, Kylo Ren Kylo. on the on the uh, Star, Star Killer base. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think it's a great end, Double A, for Tough on the Dark Side. This movie was it was really good. I think it's really fun. I think it's it's great in the horror lexicon, mm-hmm. like people that want that love horror. You got to think about Tough on the Dark Side. You got to watch uh, yeah, it. It's it was fun, such an uh, iconic TV show with an iconic opening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I mean, and they it was another show that had, like, really cool people directing, yeah. writing, Behind acting, the scenes. You know, was, yeah, acting, yeah, yeah. on screen. And too. then, you know, just to find out that it's a Romero creation, I mean, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime that, you know, George Romero is involved. Horrible, horrible movie. Lame. The marriage one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was not a feel-good movie. It was a bummer. Not. We watched it because it was like an Oscar. Uh, yeah, you know? I remember when it came out. And then I was like, yeah, the acting is really good. But I was like, this is fucking depressing. He's and funny like, and Black Clown. Yeah. yeah. Super funny, man. Without Black Clown is good. Super good. Um. But Tales from the Dark Side, the movie is super good. And the show, no, I, I do suggest it. You know, uh, maybe look up a list like I did of the like top I said, episodes. I just and watch saw those. it like sci-fi was just showing America. And I yeah. wish it would show them again. I don't know why they kind of disregarded that show. Uh, you know, it was fun to just watch uh, before I went to work. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really fun to watch. I miss late nights, double A, where stuff like this was in syndication. And like right. you might be flipping around. Because this is how I found this stuff. I didn't know what times it was or whatever again, i'd be flipping around and it would be starting and i'd be like oh i'm gonna check this one out even though i'd be like and again, oh, i like it because there's like no political views in there it yes. was like not pushing like real stuff it was no. just fantasy sci-fi, yeah, it's, ran- it's random yeah it's like you know? new and, and it's also too like like curiosities like things that make you be like oh that's like weird or whatever like a like a story of like chance or a story of like mm-hmm. you know revenge oh there was a great one we watched double a that was called um Danny Aiello's in it. Did you see the one with Danny Aiello? Uh, you know what? I think I did. Um, it's called The Odds. It's right here. And basically, and you know who's in it too? Uh, Tom Noonan. The one oh, that's the, the Manhunter. Manhunter, and, yeah. Uh, what's his name for Robocop 2? Uh, Kane. Kane. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he's in it too. So basically, Danny, Danny Aiello is like this bookie, <laughs> right? Or whatever. And he's like, you know, he's classic Danny Aiello. You get like, yes. you feel like he's like a boss, right? Like mm-hmm. a mafioso or something. And he's like, oh, I never, there's never a bet I turned down, blah, blah. Well, you know, Tom Noonan comes in, or whatever. He's like, I want to place a bet with you, blah, blah. He starts winning, right? He's winning all these bets, mm-hmm. right? And so he's like cleaning out Danny Aiello, right? But he's still trying to be like, he's like, are you ready to like, you know, give up? Blah, blah. He's like, nah, there's never a bet out there. Don't worry. I'll get it. I'll cover you. I'll cover the bets, whatever. And so he's trying to, you know, he's covering all the bets. So finally, you know, Tom Noonan comes in. He's like, okay, I got my last bet. Because I know you're almost done. You're almost done. He's, he's like, I'll bet everything I've won here, however, whatever much it was. He's like, versus your life. And he's like, okay. You know, he, and he's like, how, is that, how are we going to do that? He's like, I bet that by tomorrow at 8 a.m. you'll be dead. He, he's, he's like, you know, and that the coroner will say it's natural causes or whatever. He's like, he's like, easiest bet I ever took. Like, don't worry, you're going to lose everything that you just won or whatever. So... He's got this little like uh kind of like side guy with him, whatever, right? Danny Aiello, and they're mm-hmm. there talking like and he's like, What you think all this time I haven't known who you were? He's like, No, you're not you're not so and so's kid. He's like he's like, You're him. What come back from the dead or whatever? What somehow on the other side you find out how to knew who's gonna win on the ponies and all that, <laughs> win the game. He's like, All that he's he's like, That doesn't scare me. He's like, I'm still not afraid to take any bets. He's like, I'll take all, all the all your bets. He's like, I watch today, you're gonna see when I beat you today. 
So that guy comes in with like his money and he's got some other crony like dressed all in black and he's dressed all in white. And Danny Aiello is just there with his like other guy that like that he like runs the, the books with. Or whatever, <laughs> right? And so the time comes eight o'clock ticking and you see whatever. Right. And then uh, I think he even like fakes it. He's like, oh, oh. And then he's like, he's like, oh, what you think you got me? You didn't get me. He's like, he's like, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. I took your money. I took everything else. He's like, he's like, go back where you came from, whatever. Right. He leaves. And the guy's like, man, boss, this and that. How'd you, you know, how'd you do it? This and that, whatever. And he goes, he goes, oh, this trick in the book. He's like, uh, I said the clock's ahead or whatever, you know? <laughs> so he's like, here, I'm going to write my will. He writes his will, whatever, to the guy, all that stuff, whatever. And then the clock actually does get to eight or and you just see him there and he just like, passes away. But I was like, man, that serves like a fucking trick. Like, it was pretty wild or whatever. Because basically, like, the guy's dad was like a degenerate gambler or with, with the, Tom Noonan was a degenerate gambler. And he was trying to say, like, oh, I want revenge. Because like, he's like, no, you should have stopped gambling or whatever. Like, it was on you or whatever, right? So, you know, but at first, they, the, the other guy, the crony uh, of Danny Aiello was thinking, like, oh, you're his kid because you look just like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But it's him, like his ghost hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's like, nah, I, I knew all the time, which is like, oh, shit. Like, he kind of <laughs> like, like, he didn't fuck around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was like a real mobster and shit. Uh, but uh, Bookie and shit. Damn. But the, the whole thing was like, cool, how he still fucked him at the end. Like, I think the ghost is going to get come up, yeah. but he does it. You know what I mean? But the whole thing was because he was like, well, you don't deserve come up because you're a fucking degenerate gambler. <laughs> like, the scumbags don't get revenge. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I really, really loved, loved that one. Uh, Jess says she's been watching uh, all the seasons of Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. And she says, do that show, guys. Dude, I would love to do that. I, I love that show. I, I, yes. Was, yes. I always remember that. Dun, I discovered dun, 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 that on TV Land. And okay. They were showing them like at night, uh, like at nighttime. And I was like, oh, cool. This is Alfred Hitchcock. Like, he actually mm-hmm. had a show. Good evening. And it was an anthology show. So I'm always hooked on that when it's I would love, more... dude, we have like a whole list of other anthology shows to do double So we should definitely do that. Big and time. I know Jess has been watching this and I've been wanting to watch it there because, again, this is another one that I cannot remember any episodes right off the top of my head. I can't. Which is weird because, like, people can name movies from this, too. Mm-hmm. But they, it's like the shows, the episodes, though. Oh, but if I watched it, oh, I'm yeah. sure that I would run across yes. them. The same way yes. I did with this one. Because you know what I do remember, though? Yeah, I remember that music. I remember that iconic intro. He'd yeah. be walking into the yes, drawing the of himself. Yes, yeah. and then good evening, yeah. and then he would do the. He was like his own crib keeper. Like I'm like and, like yeah. I, I told, that's a great one, Jess. I totally you know yeah. uh, like that guy. You know, again, the master of suspense, right? Mm-hmm. They call him that, and I think those and shows was, were those like that. Were, were, those movies are great horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, those are like cycles. Great. Oh yeah, still yeah. really a damn good movie. Uh, Vertigo, good. North by Vertigo. Northwest. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, review. Uh, uh, is review window review? What is it? Rear, rear window, w- rear, w- rear window, rear yeah, window. that one. That's the one yes, with, uh, with Jimmy. With Jimmy. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I love that yes. one, and, and it is yeah. so tense, yeah. so tense. Which again, that it, it's not. I'm not necessarily like horror. Oh, Psycho, I think is like horror uh, compared to the other ones. But the suspense at that time, is there. I mean, yeah, it's, Dude, yeah. I I like Rear Window better than than Psycho. I think but Psycho's is really good. Like, but I love see, Psycho. You can see the influence of the slasher movies. Yes. in that movie for yes. sure. Yeah, you know the the music, mm-hmm. the iconic music. Dun, you know? Yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah. But I mean, dude, the, the, I would love to love to cover uh, that one as well for sure. Uh, and here we thought we might be running out of Halloween. Oh, Fire, I know. And then yeah, whatever. I just discovered a whole bunch. Of and there's always this is what's so fun about those is it's been fun just to watch them in little pieces yeah. and and get mm-hmm. what you what you like uh, out of them. So yeah, this is our third entry of the Tales series, and we still got one more that we're gonna do next week for Tales. Yeah, and then we're gonna close out. I think will we still have will we still be in October. We we'll still have one more, which uh, I already know what we're gonna do. 
uh, just Jackson, like, yeah, his stuff is dark. I have no doubt. I mean, again, because it's Hitchcock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's the master. This is the guy that like modern directors look to it or Gil says, Hey guys, glad to see you. Gil, are you late or are you, what, what happened tonight? Maybe brother? we're early. Uh, maybe we're early. What, what in the twilight zone? There's always time to go back and rewatch oh, there. Yeah. So we do not yeah. mind. We know that everyone has lives. Feel free to go check us back out on the full episode on YouTube. Go check us out on uh, uh, Spotify. You can see the video. Um, we had one comment here at the end that says, what's yeah. going on this weekend? Double A mentioned the Kings and Queens of Horror over uh, at um, Wonderland of the mm -hmm. Americas uh, being put on by Social Revolt. They're going to have some horror icon actors in there, including the man that played Michael Myers only in the scene <laughs> when he fell out the window. That's pretty fucking. Yeah, the one that Loomis shoots at the end. Yeah, that's something. That's the body on the floor, though, not the rest of the movie. He was only the he one. took that bump. He took that bump. He took that bump. So when you start to ask him about what it was like to lay there, keep it specific to that, to that <laughs> yeah. part. So yeah. But yeah. also the cute brunette from uh, Weird Science will be yes. there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's cool, and some other some other great people. So uh, and again, we 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 jest. No 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 disrespect to Social Revolt and those great people doing that. Yeah, putting on there, there is. Some, I mean, there's that person that probably has like a uh something signed by nick castle a halloween poster and then to have the other guy yeah you know, the other michael in that yeah. same movie you know there, i mean there's people that collect that jason i feel like that's still you that has we lost jason. your name though so that's good weird. night brother we appreciate you being here tonight hanging out and and, and uh just listening to wow. us just says wow regarding the kings of horror <laughs> tomorrow it's always time for us to go hun. we always go out there uh, you're gonna be super busy be super busy super tired yeah i actually have yeah. we, we me and my lovely lady have a, a 5k in the morning and then like you have an event going and on and a later. wedding at yeah, night so, so we'll see how all that turns out as well we. uh double eight what are your final thoughts on tales from the crypt the show the movie the franchise the tales from dark side tales, tales from dark side thank you yes yes that's what we're talking about tonight uh, tell me all about it. Did, did oh, I, I loved I it. put this up one time today? What, what, what an idiot. I, I love the show. Like I said, I, I discovered it on sci-fi. I just fell in love with it uh, on that random episode I saw. Uh, I love the anthology show. I love when it's mixed like that. Yeah. You know, I, I love it. Uh, could be sci-fi. could be creepy. could be true like you said, there's goblins. Be... There's genies. There's witches. There's demons. There's yeah. just out of the ordinary. You know, it's just, yeah. I mean, it was... I liked it. Yeah. I yeah. loved it a lot. The movie. I think I saw the movie first. Uh, I think I knew the show first, but yeah, the movie too. Jess also says, yeah, guys, good night. It was lovely. Charming. It was lovely having you, hun. Uh, you have great insight on all these things we talk about horror-wise. So love having you here uh, as always. I, I just, it's one of my favorite like horror, I guess, shows, anthology shows, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. Uh, Twilight Zone is always going to probably be number one, but I think for this might be like my number two horror anthology. Wow, that's pretty good. Because, yeah, like I said, I just loved it. Yeah, know? there, there is something about it. I, I want to watch. I could say this, double. I'm left wanting to watch more, so I could see myself owning that that th this uh, set myself. There, that's definitely identifies yourself as Jason. It says any of those books for sale, uh, as we all know. Devil Lace Collection is not ever on no. sale. <laughs> so um, those are Double A's final thoughts on Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, like I said, lots of great actors. Uh, you know, like I said, Stephen King, a few Stephen King mm -hmm. stories uh, have been adapted there. Clive Barker wrote for him. Clive Barker, if you don't know, Hellraiser, uh, the guy who created that whole franchise. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. would work uh, closely too. I think with uh, Geiger sometimes, right? Yeah. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. You always have the best products. So cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate that, Gil. Yeah. Again, some things are often on loan. This from our good friends. Uh, again, the Holtz, uh, Holt E Bear, and Foxy Rocks. They loaned me loaned us this one to enjoy uh tell from the dark side the movie is streaming right now on paramount plus mm -hmm. uh, that's where i watched it today uh great movie for the halloween season if you haven't seen it uh ever or in a long time go watch it and you'll get freaked out don't you're watch it christian slater yeah <laughs> yeah and you see radon chong's boob just one not not it's not full boobage but it's pretty good pretty good boob on that one there you go uh and if you are a new york dolls fan like me David Johansson is in there. <laughs> Which that I totally learned that right now. What a cool learned thing. I'm like, wow, okay. And I thought his acting was great. This mm -hmm. guy's a good actor. Mm -hmm. So um, we love Tales from the Dark Side. By and far, as I said in the, my write-up and opening, one of the absolute scariest horror themes ever of all time. Yeah, one time. of the absolute scariest openings of all yep. time. And closings. You cannot go wrong with mm -hmm. that. Um, the words are there. Double A read them earlier. They're in the write-up. Read them for yourself. Uh, there are two two worlds. We live mainly in the light, but but uh, <laughs> yeah. there is a dark side. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy the daylight, right, yeah. Double A? Well, something we like to say at the end of every show, uh, unless you have anything else, nope. Double A, nope. uh, is that if there is a hope, a dream, something that you wish to uh, achieve uh, or strive to do, go out and do it. Seize the day. Uh, George Romero sought to make a creep show show and didn't get to do that for yeah, whatever weird. reason. Weird. So he just said, I will make another show mm -hmm. and call it Tales from the Motherfucking Dark Side. Mm -hmm. uh, that might be the Samuel L. Jackson version, but Tales yeah, from the Dark Side, great show. And he got, I mean, dang, 90 episodes, right? Like four four years? years, 90 I mean, episodes. That means that people liked it. Like yep. shows like that don't yep. last, right? Mm -hmm. So people liked it. And then it spawned a movie. Yep. And at the same time, he's still doing his creep show movies. So it's still, mm -hmm. it's he's getting, the, the guy's getting it all. So yeah. if you like George, George Romero and, and, uh, Seize the day, guys. That's what we say. Seize the day. Uh, the other thing we'd like to say is that in order to do that, sometimes you got to do whatever it takes. You may not get to do a creep show show. You have to do tales from the dark side instead. So you're doing whatever it takes, just like Steve Rogers says in uh, Avengers Endgame. We have to go on the timeline. Even like Dave Mustaine, he got kicked out of Metallica, but you know what? We got Megadeth out of it. There you so. go. There you go. Two examples of seizing the day and doing whatever yep. it takes, uh, guys. For us here. We are just another Friday night. Santonio's premier pop culture podcast on Fridays with pee breaks. But not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. But I'm ready though, right yeah, after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm CM Chuck. I'm Double A. Guys, good night. We'll see you next week on remember, Friday night. Our last Tales episode next week. What tales will they be? Yep. Come in, tune in, and find out. All right. And then oh, this last comment. Yeah, they're doing great. I so, guess. Yeah. Uh, if you're I trying mean, to joke, it's not working. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're winning. So. And Sunday Ooh. night's going to be probably the biggest game of the weekend. So <laughs> against the Eagles. Hey, at this point, I'd rather watch the Cowboys than Thursday night football. Oof. Damn. What a bummer. Damn. All right, guys. Good night. <laughs> we'll see you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs>